This is parody, everybody. If we piss you off because we make fun of someone you like, write them a letter. Tell them you love them. We don't. Hiya, pilgrims. This is Skip Bayless. You know what I'm doing right now? I got my little bitty tiny underdeveloped penis out. I am flipping the shit out of it. You know why I'm flipping the shit out of it? Because my Dallas Cowboys finally won a playoff game. This makes me really excited. Really, really excited. Hey, Tom Brady, I'll see you in the broadcast booth. I'll be downstairs in the laundry section, snipping all the soil jocks. See you guys later. Live from the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is NFL edition of Two Douche Bags and a Microphone. I am Mark. And I'm Topher. Anyhow, we uh, went over um, all the wild card, and we're going to give you our grade on that. And oh. uh, uh, <laughs> Topher beat me by one. Wow. And that was on the very last one. I had a little bit of faith in Tom Brady, and of course he let me down. Mm. So, uh, um, and then both Minnesota let us both down. We should yeah. have known better to ever go for Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. We should, Kirk Cousins and the rest of the ass bags there. If it's a big game, they're they're still in the locker room, you know. Well, as somebody recently said, the the Vikings hated Vince Lombardi so much they refused to win a trophy that's named after him. <laughs> <laughs> True story. He was their Packers nemesis, and they're yes. like, nope. <laughs> I like that one. That's yeah. good. I never even heard that one before. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to go over our predictions for the divisional rounds coming up this Saturday and Sunday. That should be fun. Yes. So anyhow, we are at the Filthy Bean, Rick. We're, we're back. Thank you, Rick. Rick. He's waving. Uh, I don't think he <laughs> likes to be on uh, on the. Uh, no, no, he's yeah. he's media shy. Yeah. So. Yeah. He thinks the internet's is a tool of satan yeah. no not really not really the internet is getting him a lot of business right now and yeah. thank you guys thank you for listening and yeah. buying stuff from him and I, I love this place a big terrarium looking it's at the uh, world market in nashville tennessee it's uh we're, we're sitting in our booth yeah it's, yeah. we now have our our uh oh I the mean, plaque has been ordered yes i mean other people can sit here when we're not here but when we're here this is our official yeah. booth if so it smells cool. like fart i apologize <laughs> oh i'm you're getting the old man stink from me so and yeah. you're getting the fart smell from okay. me okay <laughs> so anyhow uh rick said that our plaque is being ordered and yeah. he's going to bolt it to it so it doesn't get stolen the mm-hmm. plaque so yeah. all you fuckers out there that want to steal our plaque you well i guess you could still but you can come up and rub on it. Yeah, yeah. Rub yeah. your genitals on it and take yeah. pictures and send it to us. Uh, I think on the Filthy Bean website, female. they've got pictures. He's got pictures of the booth and the, and the design of he the does. plaque he ordered. So, he does. Uh, but I strongly suggest, like you said before, Google image the Filthy Bean. Yeah. And that way you can see the terrarium atmosphere mm-hmm. because Google Image has pictures all over of this beautiful building here. Yeah. It's at the World Market right down from... The new, the Tennessee New State Museum, mm. and also the Parthenon, the Parthian, and uh, I can't Parthenon, say it. and I'm fucking Greek. So <laughs> anyway, um, and more coffee. The Parthenon, yeah, I do need more <laughs> coffee. So uh, anyhow, the Parthenon, and also the uh, minor league um, baseball team is right across from here too. Oh yeah, is it? 
the okay. music or, or, or let's see Memphis has the Memphis chicks yeah I think it's called like the music uh, the notes or something like that something like that yeah. yeah yeah it has to do with music of course yeah so anyhow whatever the hell it is they're over there and I think the Memphis chicks aren't they associated with the Royals organization or organization listen to me are talk. they I don't know I, that would be the only reason I've ever heard of them is because they're they're a part of the the ones that I knew about the Royals were uh, Omaha yeah that's the Storm Chasers the Arkansas Naturals which used to be in Wichita uh, and they were like the oh, Wichita okay. Royals but now yeah. they're like uh, the Arkansas Naturals um, oh, shit like Excuse Montana or or like I don't know or Royals Sioux Media Falls Organization or isn't doing a good enough job if we don't know these. You know what? You're right. Yeah, they need. Well, they're to be just not doing a good enough job. Yeah, <laughs> so we can just yeah. leave it at that, and we got yeah. it covered. I think pretty much anybody at the Royals has uh, got room for improvement. So yeah, that's I, safe to say. It's without... so hard to believe that our life uh, of winning was basically two seasons, yeah. and both seasons we made it to the World Series. Yeah. And uh, and we won one of them uh-huh. and lost one of them to San Francisco. But here's what I got to say, which we got him back with the 49ers two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so eat it, eat it, fuckers. So anyhow, and hopefully we'll get him back again this year. Yeah, bite it, Joe Buck. Yeah, that's right. Bum gardener. Joe Buck is guarding the bum of bum gardener. Oh, yeah. Oh, he... He could smell Bumgardner's asshole whiffing in the air. He's got every one of Bumgardner's hemorrhoids nicknamed. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, anyhow, we are speaking about the NFL. Yeah. And I was thinking we could go over our predictions and and pat ourselves on the back and then laugh at us. You know, a little bit of both. Me, I'll get laughed at twice. You'll yeah, get laughed at once. <laughs> so. Hey, Rick's dog is over here. Hanging out. Hey, this is a dog friend. I didn't know this was Rick's dog. Yeah, I think this is is this. Oh, he has another dog too, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay, that's the one that when we we're here last time, he has that kind of a chow mix. Yeah. Okay, and then this one's obviously Pit and something. Yeah, yeah. One's okay. named Juan Valdez. The other one's named Mrs. Olson. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Pretty cool. Folgers and Maxwell House. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just made that up. So. Oh, I thought you're. I thought you're for real. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think anyone of Rick's generation knows who Juan Valdez is. He used to Probably be the guy not. on the. He's a pretty young guy to own a coffee shop mm, of this magnitude. True. And um, also, we are infuriated, and we need you guys to start campaigning against this. Because um, the filthy beam was going to go into the Nashville International Airport. Oh, that's right. And they, yeah. they kept him out of the airport. Yeah, because of the name. Yeah. I mean, we know what that's like because, you know, Facebook discriminates against us because, because of our podcast. Because we're two douchebags and a microphone. Yeah, they block our links from getting out of Facebook. Yeah, that's why we always uh, stayed on there. Yeah. Whenever I do promote it on Facebook anymore, I just don't mm-hmm. feel like I give, you know, I have so many people on Facebook and they all know we do a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I'm just like I'm just staying away from Facebook on it. There's better ways to promote our show than Facebook. Well, you know, with Facebook, it might not be a censorship thing. It may be a monetary. Hey, pay us and we'll unlock the gates. Oh no, in Fuckerberg, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's probably your links don't work until you pay the monthly fee that never yeah. goes away. Yeah. So if that's the thing, screw them. Yeah, fuck them. We don't need it. Yeah, we're you not know paying Zuckerberg rent him, for anything. Go to go to your web browser and type in two douchebags and microphone.net. 
at, at .net and just forget you're in this fucking fake book bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, so. Anyhow, oh, but uh, we want you to write to Nashville International Airport and demand that the filthy bean be there. Yeah, that's just. Tell them, like on the caption, we want the filthy bean. Yeah. On yeah. the subject. Yeah, that I mean, way it's uniform. We want the filthy bean. We should get T-shirts. Give us the filthy bean. Yeah, yeah. Or Memphis, you know what? That's uh, better. How Nashville about, deserves us, a filthy bean. Give us a fil- Give us a filthy bean. Yeah. And just put that in the subject line, and then write, "Hey, guys, you can't discriminate. The, there's nothing wrong with the name, mm-hmm. and it's a great place." And anyhow, you know, Rick, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to cause a lot of flack, but mm. he doesn't care if we do. He's like, you know what, if you guys feel compelled to say something about yeah. it, that's fine. But he's like, you know what, I do great business here, and I don't care. We, sh- we should organize. We should get up to the airport mm-hmm. and have a group of attractive young ladies and young men wearing T-shirts that say, give me a filthy bean, and well, serve coffee to people and raise awareness I that think way. that's a great idea. Yeah. You know what, let's do that. We're going to plan that out, okay? Let's get with Rick and plan that out. I like this. Activism. Activism. Grassroots yes. activism. We're taking charge. <laughs> this, so, this, this reminds me of my... I mean, they have a Starbucks around every corner at the yeah, fucking airport. Really? Why don't they have a good coffee place there? Yeah. You know, start your day with a filthy bean. That's better than Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. best part of waking up is filthy bean in your cup. Yeah. Can we do that? Mm, we might get a little bit of uh, flack from, uh, who was it, Maxwell House? Who does uh, that I one? think that's Folgers. Folgers, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. brings me back. Before anyone starts screaming at me for saying Juan Valdez on the, on the podcast, that was a character in the old Folgers commercials. Yes. It was a coffee picker who'd walk around with his little burrow and, and pick coffee go, and smile. I'm Juan Valdez. And he'd pick the coffee beans carefully, yeah. one at a time, with you know scarred and careworn hands. Yeah. It was a whole bullshit, yeah. feel good type commercial. Um, at the time, pretty racist because they're implying that you know all <laughs> these know. friendly little Mexicans are out there slaving away to get white people their coffee. Any any <laughs> of the corny accent. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then Maxwell House had a rumor uh, has Juan, Del- Juan Valdez beat the people. That, yeah, yeah, I think so. He yeah. probably owned filed folders. He by gave that him point. invisible ass paddlers. Yeah. Yes, and then Mrs. Olson was the this uh, fake Scandinavian woman who was like the kindly old grandmother. So you're supposed to accept anything. Was she that Maxwell says. House? Yeah, good yeah. to the last drop. It was Mrs. Olson. She had the smiley smile, and she was all warm and comforting. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That was before they came out with the Coffee Achievers. Remember? The yeah. <laughs> drink yeah. coffee and achieve more. However. Because it's legal speed. However. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Rick. <laughs> We're in a coffee he's, shop. He's, I laugh, be, <laughs> he's laughing. I shouldn't be downplaying no, coffee no, no, in look, a coffee shop. He's, he's, po- he's <laughs> yeah. pointing towards, look. look uh-huh. what is, he's pointing towards the power punch. <laughs> that, the, the one, it, it's a shot. Yeah. And if you really need energy, it's mm-hmm. called a power punch. He yeah. pointed at and laughed. <laughs> so, in other words, the power punch is liquid meth. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the power punch. I'll tell you what. If you're if you don't want to stay up all night, mm. stay away from the power punch. That thing is tough. Yeah, but yeah. It'll make you. It'll make your fucking mind like take a can opener to your head, uh-huh. and then your brain will jump out and run off. <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good. No. Um, Anyhow, the filthy bean needs to raise hell. Uh, filthy yeah. bean fans need to raise hell and get the filthy bean in the Nashville International Airport. Yeah. 
and that that is I'm pretty sure it's a it's a city decision because the city controls the airport. It's not a federal aviation issue. It's it's local. So no, no, no. They they told him that they thought that the name was oh, they just straight up told him. Yeah, wow. I, I, you didn't see the. I sent you the email. Man, did you? Yeah, take that's a, a way to way to put themselves on paper. Uh, okay. On paper. I sent it to you this morning because yeah. I knew we were going to be broadcasting from here. And uh, anyhow, before we left uh, uh, the hotel, I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyhow, I, your email. It's in your. It's, okay, it should I'll be check in your e- inbox. Yeah. But anyhow, they flat out told him that they didn't like the name. Wow. That's unusual for them to actually go on record with the reason why, because well, usually Rick, they're all vague okay. about it. But The truth is, is Rick could probably get in here if he changed the name, but he don't want to change the name. Yeah. That's his name. That's his trademark. That's his, he has why all start the over? merchandise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like they, like one of the suggestions was just go to the bean, and he's like, no, we're the filthy bean. So, I don't blame him. So, anyhow, uh, shall we start getting to... Um, our picks from last week. I think we should. Okay, uh, first one was 49ers v. the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Now, as I recall, we said this is going to be a very close game. Yeah, it might come down a to a mistake. Yeah. yeah, the Seahawks played very well all year. It's a rivalry that's like one of the best mm, rivalries. I remember saying that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I agreed with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess we both get and an ass paddling for this yes, one. We do. <laughs> oh, so, well. anyhow, the 41 41. <laughs> The 49ers got 41 points, and the Seahawks got 23. And pretty much at least one touchdown was a garbage yeah, touchdown. Yeah. And so pretty much the 49ers fucking teabagged them, fucking made them smell their ass, smacked them around, laughed at them, made them wear a dress, fucking ridiculed yeah. them, drew mustaches on them. <laughs> yeah, all of this all, stuff. Of all the games, that's the one that was the least in doubt once it started yeah, going. It was yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the 49ers made the Seahawks all tap dance, synchronized tap dance. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you, sir. May I have another? Bam. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Bam. That is what happened there. Yep. Yep. They all got sent to bed without supper yep. in dirty diapers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they got ridiculed and pointed at. Yes. Yes. Mm. So, next up. Jayville, 31, Chokesters, <laughs> 30. That was something else. The Chokesters were up 27 to nothing. I remember 27 that. 27 nil. I, I, that, I, I, I kept watching that game and thinking, okay, at any moment now I'm going to quit watching because this is stupid. And then it's just, I had a feeling, oh, okay, they're starting to make it interesting. I had a feeling. <laughs> I went away from the game for about an hour, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'll bet you anything. They're probably just a touchdown down. I get on there, and they're seven points down. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> or six points, I think. Well, yeah. but anyhow, whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, Philip Rivers. I forgot uh, Staley, the coach. You put those two ass bags together. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I call him Philip Rivers. His name's <laughs> Justin Herbert. But yeah. it's Philip Rivers the second. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Rivers Light. Yeah, <laughs> Philip Rivers Light. Put up all these numbers, but don't win dick. Yeah. And can't make the plays when it's time to win. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was thinking of Philip Rivers and Norv Turner. Yeah, I, uh... 
Norvell Turner and Philip Rivers the second. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a sports guy on national sports. I can't think of what it was. You used to call him Norvell Turner, and I guess that's his real name. Mm-hmm. And he'd always go, and then Norvell Turner News, <laughs> another loss. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but it used to crack me up because he hated Norv Turner. And he'd always say Norvell. He'd, he'd do kind of like the Yeah. Only go Norvell Turner. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow. Ass bag one, ass bag two, ass bag one, ass bag two. <laughs> one was uh, in the uh, 2000s, mm-hmm. and this is in the 2020s. So. You know, I, I should have remembered historic times when uh, the Chargers have choked away opportunities. Either, you know, the fact that they got in the playoff or a lead in the game. It's, it's yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely... Uh, Got a good history of choking. I should have remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, you know what? Um, we we picked... We actually, we picked uh, Jacksonville, both of us. Oh, okay. So we did it right. Well, never because mind bo- both of, <laughs> both of us, both of us were highly uncomfortable with going with the chokesters. Okay, good. And at the last minute, we both pulled out and said, you know what? We're going with Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, I remember, okay, I remember that now. We talked about how they made the championship yeah. that one year. 99, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, they were a scoring uh, machine, that, that... Yeah. So, anyhow, let's see. Next up on the docket, Bills, 34, Dolphins, 31. Now, Skyler uh, um, Thompson had multiple throws missed by wide-open receivers. Yeah. That game could have been won by the Dolphins. Yeah. And it could have not been close also. Let's see. Which the, is going to lead me to my game, this game, Cincinnati versus the Bills. I'm going with Cincinnati, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Because I don't think the Bills look good. There mm-hmm. was a, an interception in the red zone. Mm-hmm. There was a fumble. I mean, uh, Josh Allen is still really good, but he has not been the same. Yeah. Something's going on, whether it's an injury, psyche, I don't know. But, the, I mean, quite honestly, the Dolphins probably should have won this game. You know, I, I was looking looking back over the game as it was winding down and thinking the Dolphins lost at least two, maybe three of their timeouts because they couldn't get the play in on yes, time. Yes, and that was the other thing, and too. And then had a delay of game because I, they were out of timeouts and still couldn't get the playoff on the time. Dolphins handed them, the Dolphins handed them. The game, and I wish that they would quit making all that noise over there. They yeah, got, oh, I think somebody oh. dropped the tray. <laughs> Is that what it was? Boy, it, it amplifies so yeah. much on the speaker that I couldn't tell. Yeah, it wasn't, the microphone. it wasn't that loud in, you know, without the microphone, but it just, you know, if you're just listening in the restaurant or the cafe, but that really came through. <laughs> what was I saying? Um, yeah, so so at the end of the game, as close as it was, I was thinking, okay, the, the Bills scored 34 points, but the Dolphins weren't all that great stopping them. So you don't, can't really say that Bills are still a juggernaut. The Dolphins managed to score 31 points despite all their mistakes. Despite all their mistakes, yes. And all the times that you know the, the most accurate quarterback in the league, according to Tyreek Hill, <laughs> kept throwing interceptions. Those were real accurate interceptions there, Tyreek, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Tyreek. Um, should have just shut his mouth. He stepped on his dick so many times mm. after leaving the Chiefs 
when he caused it, the Chiefs wanted him to stay there. We made him a really fair offer. And he said, no, I want more money. And mm-hmm. so, uh, or... And then he threatened, trade me. Trade I, I me. Wanna... And the Chiefs went and traded him. And then he's like, bluff. uh. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is, is we've had the most productive year ever mm-hmm. offensively without him. I'm not saying that uh, uh, he wasn't doing his job. Obviously, he was doing his job. Yeah. He did very well in Miami. But every team we played had to change the way they defend the Chiefs because Tyreek wasn't here. Exactly. Before, they're like, okay, take care of Tyreek, take care of Kelsey, and then we'll worry and about the Tyreek was easier to double-team because he's shorter. Yeah. So, another thing is, once Tyreek gets that one injury, it slows him down just a hair. Mm-hmm. It's over. Yeah, I think that's going to take so much of his edge away that he's just going to be a short wide receiver at that point. But age can not do it that too. we wish him ill, but no, it, no, know, no, no, no. I think the reality but, is he's he's got one trick up his sleeve, and that's his phenomenal physical ability. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hope he maintains that for as long as he wants. But yeah. the game of football is working against him. You know, yes, you you get hurt every single day doing anything, so. I really don't see how he can maintain that. Well, and Tyreek should have just kept his mouth shut, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he stepped on his dick so many times. He, he needs to just stop. He's burned every every meaningful bridge here in KC. Yes. You know, if he comes back 10 years from now for a reunion or something, people aren't going to throw stuff at him. But no, nobody's going to be asking him to come back and dedicate their new shopping mall or anything. It's like, no, well, no. Yeah. He's a dolphin. We As a matter of fact, fight. I mean, he kind of tarnished his name in the NFL when he did that, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you as soon as you pull a power play and you lose, you go around and motherfuck the, mm. the quarterback who is the star of the league, mm. and you motherfuck all of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, everybody in the front office. Mm. So, you know... Um, it's, like, it's like, you know... You, friend of yours breaks up with his girl and you've always thought she was hot but then she acts like a complete douchebag after the breakup and you're like oh if she'll do it to him she'll do it to me exactly so yep. yeah maybe i won't date her let's go ahead all. and stay away yeah. from that yeah and of course same works when you you know mix the genders around it's not just exclusively a one direction you're just thing, talking but your that point was the of view being male yeah. you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so. So, anyhow, yeah, the Bills so. did not exactly take the game that was given to them, but at mm-hmm. the end they kind of took it because it was given to them so much that they just kind of had it thrown in their lap. So, uh, I'm that's not impressed impression. with the Bills. Yeah, that's the impression I had is that the, the Dolphins bungled the game rather than the Bills convincingly winning it. Exactly. Yeah. So, and the Dolphins could have won it easily a few times, not just the timeout issue either, mm-hmm. but there were so many throws that Skyler actually threw pretty good, mm-hmm. that the receivers just dropped. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it could be they're used to being thrown out one way and then they're getting thrown from another. I mean, whatever. But yeah. the thing is, is the Dolphins should have won this game. I think so, too. Yep. So, the next one, this one got us both. This got this got us both. <laughs> got the, And we should have known. We should have known. The Vikings will be... The Vikings. Yes. And that's what they did this time. They're the Vikings. Giants 31, Vikings 24. Epic choke again. Yeah. They are the chokesters of the NFC. Definitely. You know, they got to have a choke off. And then, like, have, like, the Chargers 
Oh, uh, the Chargers and the Vikings. And the Vikings and, like, yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe the Raiders. <laughs> and uh, let's think of another choke artist. Uh, uh, maybe Dolphins. Yeah, um, yeah. Raiders, Dolphins. Uh, Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been said that the Vikings hate Green Bay so much that they won't even try to win a trophy named after Vince Lombardi. <laughs> we'll show them. We're never, ever, ever going to get one of those. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to our new Minneapolis listeners. Yeah. That we picked up um, over at the uh, city market uh, last mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we had some Vikings fans come by. and Yeah. And they kind of rolled their eyes already, over Kirk Cousins. <laughs> they weren't that's too already been played because that's on the <laughs> NFC wild card. Uh, oh, look, uh, those dogs are getting into it a little bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're I fighting over they, scraps. I hope they see this because I don't want that little dog getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, I think that's one of, the owner, yeah, one of the owners coming over. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we should have known never, ever, ever to go for the Vikings. So that's what we get for trusting those pukes yeah. and that fucking Kirk Cousins. And, and I mean, Excuse hey, me. Jefferson, Cook, come on over to a winner. Oh, yeah. Come on over to Kansas City. <laughs> we'll use you correctly and you'll win. I think it'd be awesome if the Chiefs could get Max Crosby away from the Raiders next year. Oh, that'd be nice. I don't know if we could afford him, but. I don't, Probably not, but man, that guy. Oh, He's, he's, a, he's beast. a beast. Yeah. yeah. Imagine him on one side and Karloftis on the other. Oh, Karloftis. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I didn't know that much about him at all. I didn't either. And, and when they picked him and they said they couldn't believe he was still on the board, mm-hmm. I thought that was doublespeak. It's like, yeah. yeah, we think we can work with this guy. Mm-hmm. Then I progressively seen this guy all year get better and better and better. Yeah. Dude is quick. He's got great turnaround moves. He's strong. Deceptive. Yeah. Good head on his shoulders. That he's the real deal. I do believe. Definitely worthy of wearing number fifty-six. Yes, that was Justin Houston's number. Yeah, sure was. And Houston was playing with uh, um, uh, uh, Baltimore. He's yeah, still that's in right. the league. Kind of surprised me with mm-hmm. all the knee operations. Marcus Peters was, was play, still playing with Baltimore. Yeah, he, Remember, he was the one yeah, who kept that, throwing the flag up into the stands when yeah, he'd get pass yeah. interference. Yeah, he's the one that assaulted <laughs> a coach on the team bus, and then that pretty much did him, and they traded him right after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Marcus Peters had talent, but he could never harness it in all the way because of his demons. Yeah. That's, I um, guess he's adjusted enough that he's still playing, still in the league. Is he still in the league? Who's yeah, he playing he's for? Baltimore. Oh, he's still with Baltimore. Yeah. You think him and Houston get together and motherfuck the Chiefs? Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. P-R-O-L-L-Y. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Isn't that one of the words they wanted to banish? Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder what the new, the contemporary new urban dictionary or online. Is. I wonder what their beef is this week. Right, right. Yeah. They got to wave their little fists at something. Yeah, they do. Because last week I can't even remember. I don't even know if that that may have not been aired yet. So you'll hear it later. I don't think it has because mm-hmm. I put the I put the wild card ahead of everything because yeah. it was uh, playing, and I yeah. was like, well, we made our predictions. Probably ought to get it out there before it's already done. Mm-hmm. So there's only one game that was affected that was already done, but I think you can probably tell by what we were saying that we didn't know what the fuck we we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> although although we were correct. 
Yes. We were completely wrong in how they're going to do it and the point score and all that. So, <laughs> yeah. so anyhow. So, let's see. Where are we? Oh, Go home, Vikings. Games. You're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back this time. Yes. Listen, get real or stay at home. Don't cloud up our playoffs with bullshit, okay? I think the Vikings need to go back to playing outdoors. Yeah. Oh, and then did you see? Yeah, they do. I agree. Yeah. They They play much better in the cold. They haven't made a Super Bowl since they started playing in a dome. And I see the Cowboys have a new Lynn Elliott. Oh, yes. We'll get to that a little bit later. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's where we got that ass bag from. Jimmy Johnson threw the guy's fucking shit in the middle of the locker room after a game. And then Carl Peterson couldn't wait to gobble him up. Yeah, because he's he, cheap. We'll take him. He didn't like Nick Lowry because yeah. Nick Lowry did a bunch of different stuff, yeah. like secret meetings, and it was just a goon. Plus, yeah. Nick Lowry was a, a, a very open swinger. Yeah, and, and he used to like kind of sweat on people's wives and shit, and yeah. they didn't like it. I mean, allegedly all this. Yeah. yeah, he'd be over there, like, mouth-breathing on him. Like, get this fucker away from me. Yeah. When when Lowry left KC, he went to the Jets, and he got in trouble the there. J-E-T-S, Jets. Yes. Jets, Jets, Jets. Anyhow. He got in trouble there for slapping a ball boy. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was uh, a notorious ball slapper. Yeah. <laughs> he liked his balls warm. Yes. Yeah. And I guess the guy didn't warm his balls enough. Hmm. Yeah, some uh, some ex-Chiefs players said that Nick Lowry was notorious for answering his front door totally nude. Oh, yeah, that was right. I forgot about just that. smiling at you. Yeah. Just, you know, like, to see yeah. how just uncomfortable you'd get. He, he was like a whatever. It's like, man, I'm kind of horny. Eh, whatever. Yep. Yeah, whatever comes my way, I'm going to hit on him. Whatever I can stick it leg. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd hump a warm bowl of pudding. He probably has, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm. Or a, a, a warmed-up piece of bologna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember which uh, famous morning show guy did that. I can't, I can't remember who admitted to that, whether it was like Man Cow or Bubba the Love Sponge. Lovely. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was Howard Stern, because he, he was never that real, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, yeah. so anyhow, um, let's see. Oh, oh, back to what's a task. The blog game is what I called it. The Bengals, 24, Ravens, 17. The yeah. Ravens gave him a hell of a fight, uh-huh. but the Bengals still played their game. Yeah. Low tone, just kind of like not that much going on. Tried uh-huh. to make a key uh, this or that, which they did, you know. Uh, made some key plays like they normally do. Yeah, Joey Burrow does enough to win, doesn't go crazy. It did seem to be a rather kind of uneventful game. I mean, there was nothing really all that exciting about it. You know, I remember sitting and watching it and thinking, wow. The turf in that stadium's in real crappy shape, you know, because yeah. the game wasn't all that compelling. It's like, eh. yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was. It was kind of like a regular season game. You know, there wasn't really any drama or excitement or. No, but I mean, if you think about it, that, is the that's the Bengals' uh, mo. Is that right there? Mm, yeah. I mean, they did that to the Chiefs three yeah. times now. And there's something to be said for that. If if your game is just regular. But you just do it well. Your game's just, they, then, they knock the game down to regular, mm-hmm. and then they find a way to win. And so how do you defend against that? Because you don't. They I don't mean, have like that one thing that you take away. They just, they do everything. I'll tell you what I need to do. I'm not going to do it on this because um, I, I don't want to be divided like that right now because we're having a really good show of focused in on NFL. But this is NFL related. I'd like to take Mahomes' stats 
just against the Bengals and compare them yeah, to be everybody else. Yeah. Because I'll bet you they're really pedestrian. Mm. And um, also the Bengals against the Chiefs have been had the ability to get that one crucial mistake up on us. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey earlier in the year, mm-hmm. um, all the way back to the championship game last year. Or no, this year. Mm-hmm. No, last year now. Mm-hmm. Last year now, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, the championship game last year where they get the interception. And then they got the – and these are our two star players that they did this against. Yeah. So if the Chiefs see the Bengals again, which I think we are going to, I think they're going to – but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I think that they need to not make one mistake and see how the outcome comes out. Yeah. I think, of the, I think this game – um, that came up uh, last year, or was it? No, uh, uh, well, whatever it was, the last game against the Bengals regular season, we would have won that game. I think we would have marched down if Travis Kelsey wouldn't have made that fumble. We would have marched down the field and scored, and then uh, then been up enough to where if they would have scored, we still would have been three or four points ahead with like yeah. maybe a minute left. Mm-hmm. But I have no way of proving that, and only, you know we're going to face them again, I think. I think so, too. So, um, anyhow, I, I'm, the game was kind of blah, but that's their game. Yeah. And they won like we thought. We both picked them. Mm-hmm. So, all right, good for us. We only have one loss so far. Okay. Now, this is where I have two losses and Christopher has one. Cowboys 31, <laughs> Bucks 14. The Bucks should not have gotten probably the last eight points. Yeah. Because they were garbage points, the game was over. Yeah, the Bucks really were was. lifeless. Brady just looked like somebody shoot me to put me out of my misery. He fucked his life up for pretty much nothing. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think he's leaving the Bucks. Yeah. I think he's going to try to go to San Francisco. Yeah. But I don't think Kyle Shanahan's the type of guy that's going to take an uh, an, an older journeyman quarterback. I don't care how much you want. Yeah, I mean, I can see ownership I mean, in San Francisco wanting uh, Brady there, but I can see the head coach saying, I'm not playing second fiddle with this guy. No, I'm developing I'm my quarterback right now. Yeah, We've got Garoppolo over, and basically right now Garoppolo and, and uh, Brady are about the same person, Yeah, like talent-wise, maybe not brain-wise. Yeah. Brady's got a lot more in his head, obviously, because yeah. uh, he his intelligence has got him this far. I mean, his arm's good and all that, but his intelligence is what stands out. And the better Brock Purdy plays, the less they exactly. want Tom Brady. Yeah. And the yeah. less they think they need him. Brock Purdy was just pretty much an accident because Trey Lance hurt. Mm-hmm. Again, this season, Trey Lance actually got the starting job yeah. from Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Trey Lance get hurt. Garoppolo comes back in, plays good enough to win. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. So then they have a quarterback controversy. Because do you go with a steady Eddie that's been winning them just enough? Okay. Or do you go with the new young guy that could make that crucial mistake and lose a game for you? Yeah. I, I know one of the reasons they're really sore with Garoppolo is, is I think that the feeling is two years ago that they could have won the Super Bowl. Because yeah. there were a couple of passes that Garoppolo long bombs that they caught us off guard on. Mm-hmm. And if they were caught, 
It could have swayed the game very easily. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they feel that Garoppolo's arm isn't as good as it needs to be outside the 30, you know. Yeah. Or the 20, maybe the 25 even. Yeah. He's got a good arm but not a great arm. He's what I call a glorified Alex Smith. Yeah. And, you know, you could either design your offense to do what he does well, or you can try to push him into an offense that he's just not all that good at. That's the problem when you face teams like in the Super Bowl and the championship game and stuff like that. If you can't open up the field and and expand the field like a Mahomes can or like a a Josh Allen Mm -hmm. or even a, uh, um, uh, um, what's his name from the Bengals can do it too. Burrow. Yeah, Burrow. Yeah. When when you can expand the field at that level, you can win at any level. Yeah, yeah. If you can't make them, if they don't fear the long ball, then they're all just going to crowd you. They're going to let you duck by paper cuts all you want because the superstar quarterback on the other side is going to be throwing the bombs and you death by paper cut for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and they come in and score in five and then they come back and score in another five and pretty Mm -hmm. soon the defense is worn down and, you know, I... Yeah. And it's, the offense. it's a morale thing, too. You know, it's like we slogged all the way down the field, spent eight minutes on this drive, and we finally got a touchdown. They come out and get it in two plays. Yeah, sooner or later you're going to get crushed. Yeah. So uh, those type of – they work to an extent. They're a great 10-6, and 11-4 team. Mm-hmm. But the 14-2s and twos and even 13-3s and threes, generally are not those teams yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of an intermediate step when you're rebuilding a team yeah and And sometimes they get lucky and they go into the championship and and like the ravens won a a super bowl that way yeah they won it with uh um um, heath schuler or no no uh, trent dilfer trent dilfer trent dildo that was it yeah trent dildo his head's kind of shaped like Schuler was with washington he never amounted to a hill of shit yeah yeah. So Trent Dillon. So, uh, so here here are our grades. Okay. We pick 49ers. We pick Jags. Ding, 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 ding. We pick Bills. Ding, ding, ding. We pick Vikings. <laughs> we pick Bengals. Ding, ding, ding. ding. Topher picked Cowboys. Ding, 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 ding. Mark picked Bucks. <laughs> so, let's see here. Let's do a little simple math. One, two. Two and one at this point. Three and one. All right. I am three and two, and you are four and one. Okay. Good job. Good job, Topher. Thank you. Yay, big round for Topher. Round of clap for Topher. Yay. So. Oh, look, they're all going to come over and start singing happy birthday because they think it's our birthday. <laughs> However, I am trying to get my I'm trying to get my cappuccino again. I think this is I think this is a, a running joke that they play. I when think we it get is now. Is, I think it is the podcast. Uh-huh. Said, Don't ever give Mark his cappuccino. Yes. Walk by him with a cappuccino once a minute and go the other way. They must be doing it on purpose. Cause... I swear. Ever since I bitched about it, yeah, and I think it started at uh, at the ski resort uh, uh-huh. at Snow Creek. Yeah, and I was like freaking out on that and my French fries. And mm-hmm. it seems like now it's like a running joke. It's like, yep. hey, they're... Uh, Take his order, but never serve yeah. him. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, 
And then I came up with the idea they're afraid of the microphone. Uh-huh. No, they're just fucking with me. Yeah, yeah. So if you hear a little clipping coming up here, I just went and got my cappuccino. Yeah. I think we're, what you're going to have to do is get somebody to do even table. Rick, even Rick turned around. Uh-huh. Hell, those fuckers. I think you know, we'll have to get somebody at a nearby table to order it for you, and then when they bring it to them, we'll just give hey, it to us. Hey, hang on, hang on. I'll do that right now. Hang on here. I'm going to take off my... Hey. Hey. Hang on. Is he gonna... I think he's going to do it. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I made a... I don't know. Did that make very much noise? No, I could barely even hear okay, you. Okay, so. good. Good. All right. Yeah, he's going to do it. <laughs> yep. Hey, thank you. Thank we'll you. Hey, can. get you one, too. Uh, uh, put it on me. Coffee thank shop you. straw man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If it, No, they have no way of listening to this live. No. Let's get ready to say a product bring me both at once. The one he ordered for me and then mine. Uh So, okay. uh, Anyhow, um, Saturday, January 21st. Mm. First game on the docket. Jags. Chiefs. Yes. Number four Jags, number one Chiefs. Mm. NBC, Peacock, Universo. At 3.30 p.m. Central Daylight Standard. standard. Central standard right. time, yep. yes. So, um, I think this can be a tough game. I do too. Jaguars are a very tough team. Uh-huh. I hear a lot of people sniffing hey, 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 and, uh, and already planning the championship game. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do that. <laughs> They're already selling tickets to the Chiefs' bills. I, that is so presumptuous. Yeah. If I was Cincinnati and the Jaguars, I'd put that up all over the locker room. Yeah. Hey, look what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They've this written us off think. already. Yeah. I, I think it's bullshit. And uh, I understand people trying to get tickets before they're on sale. Yeah. And this is for the neutral site in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in case you people didn't know, part of the NFL's uh, um, plan ridiculous plan of the game that was never played is uh, um, play a neutral site in Atlanta. Yep. And that's Chiefs Bills and Chiefs Natty? Well, see, I, I thought it was any, either either Bills or Cincy, either, either team was going to have to do neutral site games. Yeah, but you see, that wouldn't make sense for the Chiefs, though. Because the Chiefs finished out winning, so they were a game ahead of Cincinnati anyhow. Yeah. So maybe that's why they're selling the tickets for the neutral side already. Okay, so if if the Bengals beat the Bills, then they might come here. But I if would the think, Bills I would think that that's win, the way it would need to then be. Then it would have to be neutral Wouldn't side. you think that's the way it would need to be since we were a game ahead of them? And it doesn't yeah. matter. that game. That game that they didn't play doesn't matter. They could have won that. They could have won that all day long. We'd still been one game ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And people say, "Well, but the Bengals beat the Chiefs." Well, but the Chiefs have a diff- another win. Yes, they have more wins. So it doesn't matter. It more doesn't wins matter. is the first thing you look at. Yeah. 
Second thing is, if you're tied, is head-to-head. But the Bengals winning out could not have caught the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I can see the Chiefs hosting anybody but the Bills. That could be why they're just offering the uh, neutral site game. For Yeah, it's just for that one game. Mm-hmm. It would have been Bills. Oh, hang oh, on. I don't know. Hang don't on, know. hang on. Hey, you don't have to go up and get mine. I'm just trying to see if they're going to bring it here. Maybe he's just going to the bathroom? I don't know. <laughs> no, he is. He is. I, I thought he was going to get Okay. <laughs> I thought he was going to go get my uh, cappuccino. But <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, it would have been really. I tried to let him know he didn't have to do that. It's an experiment. Let's see, can you see this? Is there the salt shaker over there or something? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yep. All right. Thank okay. You. Sorry, I didn't know you was looking for it. I would have grabbed it. <laughs> so, um, next one on the docket: Giants, six seed versus Eagle, one seed. Wow. Now, I'm tempted to go for the upset here, but with Jalen Hurts, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I... I oh, it, this is uh, 7.15 p.m. Central Daylight Standard mm-hmm. Time on Fox, Fox Deportes, and that's it. Those are the two offerings on your televisional device. So that's the Saturday night game. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't see any reason to pick against the Eagles here. No. They just seem well, ready, willing, gonna, and able. <laughs> is Hurt going to be back? I don't know. But, you know, either Hang way. On, I let's look at it. I, I know. I still think that they're going to win, even if Hurt's not back, because they still yeah. play pretty good without Hurt. Yeah. But. I think they're a complete team no matter what. Especially being the Giants, I I. I they're division rivals. So. Jalen Hurts' playoff status, even though I can't say it. <laughs> so I can see the Eagles handling business with the Giants. They're very familiar with each other. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing that why I think it could be an upset in the making. Hmm. Okay, let's see. Da, da, da. Does it really say? Can't even stay in tune. I don't. I don't think they know. I don't think they know. Yeah. Or they're not tipping their hat. Well, they'll let us know when the when the bookies say it's time to let us know. Yeah. Because it's right now it's influencing bets, having people not know whether Jalen Hurts is going to start or not. Hmm. I wonder if I can re re. Uh... You can say, is Jalen Hurts going to start this this weekend? There we go. Is Jalen Hurts going to start this weekend in the playoff divisional round? And it's going to say, place your bet here. MGM Grand Sportsbook. Now with 10% less mafia involvement. Okay, he's either going to play or not. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we've narrowed that down. Okay. There is or isn't. If Jalen Hurts does not play, the Eagles win. If Jalen Hurts plays, the Eagles win. There we go. I can go along with that. Yeah, fuck it. Get tired. I I did hear some of your comments about, like, the mafia may or may not be involved. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I'm reading, like, ten articles at once trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. So. Uh, Okay. 
Um, yeah, I think the Eagles win either way. And I think with Jalen Hurts, it's going to be over 10 points. Without him, it's going to be a three-point. Yeah. Was it... I know the quarterback for the Giants, his name is Jones, and it's not... Accurate. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Yeah. Okay. He, um, he's related to Daniel Boone, but he decided okay. to change his name to Jones. Is he, related, he related to Adam Jones, the guitar he, player for yeah, Tool? Yeah, too, yes. Okay. That's a better analogy, actually. Related to uh, Pac-Man Jones? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Daniel Jones did a really amazing job in the... Adam Pac-Man Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't Adam Jones. Maybe he is the guitar player for Tool. No, I just I just put the correlation together. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're both Adam Jones. Maybe that's why he went with Pac-Man. Yeah. The, uh, anyhow. But I don't see Daniel Jones having another game like that this week. No, not against the Eagles' defense. It's yeah. very stingy, mm-hmm. very shrewd, in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very sweet in that Giants-Vikings game right at the end when the, it was 4th and 8, and the Vikings, Kirk Cousins only threw for 3 yards. Oh, yeah. That was in honor of DeMar Hamlin, number 3. I know it was, number 3. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he decided to just blow the whole game in a big tribute to DeMar Hamlin, He did, and I appreciate him for yeah. that. The only thing I appreciated Kirk Cousins for. <laughs> Thank you, Kirk, for doing that for DeMar Hamlin. <laughs> From now on, everything with a three on it is going to instantly be DeMar, be DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin. I yep. think that the race car driver, the NASCAR driver at three, mm-hmm. should, is his last name Hamlin? It's Dale Earnhardt Hamlin. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think there is a Hamlin in the NASCAR. Probably is. It'd be funny if it was a number three. It's probably the same guy. Yeah, it's DeMar yeah. Hamlin. Yeah, everything's going to be all about DeMar Hamlin until we get Who caught up with something number else. number three in NASCAR? Then we'll all get excited about somebody, you know, Dylan. Three, three months from now. Dylan. So that's like D from DeMar yep. and yep. Lynn from Hamlin. So Dylan. Who, what is the name of go. Hamlin, the, the NASCAR driver? Denny Hamlin drives number 11 for Joe Gibbs Racing. Mm. Okay. All right. Well... You know what? He is uh, Damar Hamlin's brother. Yep. Even though he's white and older. Yep. Uh, it was a very crazy time, and uh, no one really knows whose uh, who's, um, um, who's father was what and all that is part of a, a, an elaborate swingers convention or something. And, you know, really, just because yeah. just he looks white doesn't mean he is white. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you can't look at anybody yep. and just immediately know what ethnicity they Everybody, are. Everybody, this is parody, okay? <laughs> they're not really swingers, okay? And they're not really brothers. But I think you know a, a show called Two Douchebags and a Microphone? Probably would be a couple of jokesters. So, uh, anyhow, so... Yeah, expecting us to be serious anytime is it's a kind of kind of a stretch yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we're so, going to be goofy and weird and silly at least part of the time so. because that's why you love us that's why you go to people's laptops on <laughs> yeah. parks at park benches you grab them and you yeah. download our show that's why you go to your church and download our filth on there when uh, you're at the auto parts store and they're looking for your part you get behind the counter and get on their computer yeah, and you just... smack the old man you hit, go them to the ground, and you say, you stay there while I download two douchebags and a microphone. <laughs> and then you play this on your PA system. Yep. 
and then after they hear it, they'll thank you, and everyone will clap. And yeah, like give yeah, you a they million do that dollars. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard Santa Claus is giving out free subscriptions to our show, which uh, the show costs nothing. Yeah, that cheap bastard. He gives it to the kids that are naughty, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, okay. He makes them listen to us over and over. <laughs> of course, there's Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, 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 we're still used as uh, specially enhanced interrogation techniques. Yes. The only problem is is the earplugs. They had to upgrade the uh, um, the earplugs that they use uh-huh. because some people are getting some bleed through, and it was, like, oh. really hurting them. Some of them had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, I mean, they just, they're not, they're not equipped to absorb this type of garbage, and it really hurt them. Well, you know, I guess the sound of our voices probably would tend to break down the actual material yeah, heard, of the earbuds. I heard something about like a can opener to the forehead or something, yeah. uh, a dentist drill to the inner ear. Um, mm-hmm. um, oh, oh um, what was the other one? Um, oh, an egg beater to the nutsack. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a common one. They said that we're that delightful. Yeah. So thank you. We're glad you guys enjoy <laughs> us. So, um, Bengals number three seed versus Bills. Number two, I already said I'm going for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Bengals are playing much better than the Bills are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills could win easily mm-hmm. if if Josh Allen gets on a roll. And also the design run plays kind of scare me. But I'm going with Bengals. I think the Bengals have been doing it all year quietly, mm-hmm. like last year. Last year they're kind of like a year ahead of their time. Now they're on their time. So they're going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, here's your stupid stat of the day. Since 1970, when the leagues merged, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills are 13-1 and at home in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. What was the one loss to who? Do you know? I don't, I don't know. They didn't say. But they popped that stat up last week when they were playing. It was 12-1. Uh, and So since they beat the Dolphins, they're now 13-1. and Oh, I didn't see that. I must have been yeah. getting some fucking buffalo dip or something. Yeah. All right. So they've got that on their side. Which uh, Costco's chicken buffalo dip that they're selling right now. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, that shit's good. Oh, bad. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. It's going to be a giant DeMar Hamlin fest. Yeah, yeah, it is. In this game. Yep. They're, they're um, giving away uh, DeMar Hamlin stuffed dolls. Mm-hmm. Oh, bad. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and this defibrillators. Is, <laughs> this is going to be this is the a game. joke. We love Demar Hamlin. <laughs> this is going to be the game that never was. Yeah, you know? yep. This yep. is like oh, now it's the replay and blah blah, and so it's going to be hyped out the ass. Yeah, it is. Um, gosh, I I just see it being way too good of a feel good opportunity. I don't think the NFL is going to let the Bengals win. I think Buffalo gonna... Bills only lost at home during the. Uh, playoffs. I, I I think that whatever it takes, the NFL is going to make sure the Bills win. So I'm going to go with the Bills and look for some really questionable calls or non calls. Uh, oh, I agree. Yeah, I'm going to say their loss was to the Raiders. If you can't find it, I'm going to guess Raiders. I, I couldn't find it. I okay. give up. I, <laughs> Google. Uh, by the way, she's not talking to me again. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't do anything this time. I thought the pass was erased when she started talking to me again. Let me see if I can get her. What was the Bills' only playoff loss at home? That's a better way of wording it. According to CBS Sports, Bills' historical success at 
96 against the Jags. Oh! Remember, that was their second season the Jags have been in existence. Yeah. And they it, made it to the AFC Championship Was that game. Doug Flutie years? Uh, Mark Brunel? Brunel? Oh, I mean, Jag, not Jaguars. I'm talking about the Bills. The Bills. Oh. Because that wasn't Jim Kelly still, was it? In 96? No, I don't. Th- I don't think Jim Kelly made it to nineties. Well, let's see. Kelly was drafted in eighty four, so yeah. he, he could have still been playing. I don't I think know. he was. I think he exited yeah. a little bit early. Yeah. Anyway, so what what year was this? Ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. Buffalo Bills roster. Jim Kelly. Okay. Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas. Wow. Those names bring some memories. Yep. Kent Hall, Eric Moulds, Glenn Parker, John Fina, Mark Maddox. Right. You know what? I could keep going. Yeah. yeah. I remember okay. most of those names. Okay. So that's the only game the Bills have lost at home in the playoffs. And actually, 96 would have been right in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's when the Chiefs were battling them every year. Yeah. Uh, the Chokenheimer Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, is we would won that game up in Buffalo if uh, they wouldn't have sandwiched uh, um, Bruce Smith and was it Andre Reed? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sandwiched Joe Montana and knocked him out of the game, concussed him. Yeah. And then, uh, then Tiny Fingers Dave Craig <laughs> came in and gave the game up. Yes. Like the champ he was. Yeah. So, okay, you're well, saying so I'm Bills, saying, I'm, I'm saying, saying Bills. I'm right. saying Bills, and look for some questionable calls or non-calls. I agree with that 100%. The questionable non-calls is going to be going towards the Bills, we know, because everyone's giving them a big hug because of DeMar Hamlin and, and that whole situation. Change mm-hmm. the lighting in that whole situation. We still pray for his family, yes. and we hope this young man can have a normal life. Yes, I'm going to use my FM radio voice so you all think I really mean what I'm yes. saying. We spoke with his family earlier today. <laughs> and they said that the outpouring of love is met with more love. Yeah. And they want everybody to have a hug and a Coke and a smile. <laughs> all this sincere double speak. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> and you know, people are going to see that on the NFL Network or ESPN and they're going to buy every word. And they probably yes. never even spoke to the family. Yes. They, so, they have so, the shit they say so, they're making up. So tomorrow. It's like we are. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, wherever you. Oh, wait a minute. He, he recovered, didn't he? Yep. Oh, he okay. got discharged from the hospital. So, uh, oh, 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 on okay. to the next okay. big story: right. Cowboys number five <laughs> versus 49ers number two. Yep, I will take the 49ers. Me too, but I think it's going to come really close because I think that the Cowboys, their unsung hero this year, has been their defense. Yeah, and I think that they're going to get in Brock Purdy's face, mm-hmm. and he ain't going to look so pretty. That would be the key. Is, yes. uh, is expose Brock Purdy's inexperience. Plus, he had a great game. Uh-huh. Him being a rookie just, like, thrown in there in the fire. Time He's going to have a down. bad game. Yes. Yeah. I can so, see that. I'm going to still pick the 49ers mm-hmm. because I think Kyle Shanahan, although he does not have a ring, and Mike McCarthy does, I think Kyle Shanahan's going to outmaneuver McCarthy. Yeah. And I'm not one of these McCarthy haters. I think he's a really good uh, he's a really good coach. He won yeah. a Super Bowl, which no one else could, with uh, with uh, um, 
um, fucking Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and they went they went to the playoffs almost. I mean, for so long. I mean, yeah, yeah. they kept doing the early exit from the playoffs. And I mean, he doesn't have that many games under his belt, but his winning record is up there, his winning yeah. percentage. And the fact that he can have this level of success while fending off probably one of the most intrusive owners in football in... Um, oh, hey, hang on. What's his name? Hey, Jerry thank Jones. you. Thank you. Hey, here. We got our hang coffee. On, I gotta get, yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the guy the guy next to me is gonna bring me my coffee too now. Oh yeah. Oh well anyhow go Oh well I'll have two. I'll drink them both, I don't care. But yeah, I mean Jerry Jones just can't seem to keep his fingers out of the organization. And that's been the problem the whole time. Yeah. So the the fact that McCarthy can have this level of success success despite Jerry Jones means that he's means pretty a good lot, coach. Yes. Pretty good and, coach. And here's another thing too. This started with Jimmy Johnson, when he replaced Jimmy Johnson, who won how many Super Bowls in a row? And Two. three or four? Nope, I don't think anyone's ever won three in a row. Oh, okay, three out of four, maybe? Yeah, he was uh, three out of four. Okay, won three out of four, and then uh, Jerry Jones gets a boner and fires him. Well, forces him out, mm-hmm. and then uh, brings in Barry Switzer. <laughs> Barry Swizzlestick. Barry Swizzlestick, uh, of course, is not nearly the coach, so that whole thing uh, he was went just to a hell in a handbag boy. really quick. Yeah, yeah. He, he loved Oklahoma, with... he loved the Sooners, and he looked up there and said, that's the guy I want, not this guy that's winning. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. guy's winning the NFL. i got to get the guy winning in college. Barry Switzer coasted on Jimmy Jones's team for a few yeah. years. and then... He was swinging off his nutsack, and yeah. then that was it. It was kind of like, uh, uh, but uh, Bill Walsh stepped down. And Seifert took over and the Seifert, team. And... Seifert came in and hung off of Walsh's nutsack for a while, and then yeah. fell to the ground. Like... Looked like a genius for a little bit, yeah, and then he realized, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nope, And then so uh, the famous Steve Young, when Steve Young was on a roll, and then as soon as Steve Young fell off, so did uh, um, Seifert, Seifert, George Seifert. Mm-hmm. So. They had, what, Jeff Garcia? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Latin kid with red hair. Yes, yeah. the daywalker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they fucked us really good with Elvis Girl Scout. I mean, yeah. I mean Gerback. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, hey, you want a quarterback? And he's like, is he from San Francisco playing there? Yes, we'll take him. See, Terrell Owens started there in, in San Francisco as well, and the fact that they put up with his crap for so long showed how desperate they were for talent. Exactly. I mean, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, um, after they traded us Bono, there should have been a no San Francisco trade clause. Oh, oh, yeah. However, we did get them back with D. Ford. We did. We got them back tenfold with D. Ford. Yeah. Yeah, they, had, they paid bag. out the nose for him, and then he just couldn't stay healthy. <laughs> uh, like he couldn't hear. He's out of the league now. I think he started a tap dance uh, uh, studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, He'd probably be yeah. pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he puts on the high heels and dances around. And he's writing a book called How to Rob the NFL and Get Away with It. Yes, I, yeah. I hear it's going to be very good because he's very <laughs> affluent at doing that. Yep. Yeah. So, and also, how to con a team into picking out on a high draft choice. <laughs> but anyhow, 49ers, thanks for taking that pile of shit off our hands yeah. and giving us a couple of draft picks. It was smart because after he cost us the championship game with that stupid penalty, mm. the offsides penalty, when they've been warning him all day that his hands have been over the line, yep. only it was warning, warning, warning. But then when it really counted against Tom Brady, guess what? It was a penalty. Yep. But still, he did it. Mm-hmm. So... 
Anyhow, after Lack he did that shit to us, we immediately re-signed him for a decent amount of money and then traded him the next day. <laughs> so fuck you, D Ford, wherever you are. You're a fucking idiot, and I hope your tap dancing lesson school goes to hell. I think D Ford is going to be right up there with uh, Lynn Elliott as one of those chiefs that you just want to forget ever existed. Yeah. The one, one of one that if you had a flamethrower, those would be the two first houses you get. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Lowry, too, because I want to see him come running out naked. That'd be funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Was it Ryan Joswiak? Nicknamed Jaws. He was a lineman drafted super high and on, you couldn't even get onto the field. Oh, with Drizelle Jenkins almost. Yeah. Remember Drizelle Jenkins? Drizelle Jenkins, I remember yeah. the old joke is, is uh, and it, Marty Schottenheimer will pick anybody that looks good in their underwear. <laughs> so here comes this big beast. I want that guy. Uh-huh. He's a biggin. Couldn't play for shit. Only biggin probably did not yeah. look good in his underwear. Here's a good one. Junior C of E. Oh, I remember him, yep. Yep. Mr. He was an ass bag. Yeah. <laughs> he kept getting arrested in training camp and they'd have to put a spit hood on him because he was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of our high round draft picks. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> Junior C of E. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Boy, he was an ass bag. Trizel Jenkins was an ass bag. Mm-hmm. Percy Snow. Oh gosh. Wasn't it? Well, he injured himself on scooters in River Falls when we used to go to, yeah. up to River Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, and for never a training recovered, camp. apparently. No, that's what they blamed it on. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could have like just not been able to play very well. I think that was the thing. Is just he was a lousy pick, and they just said, "Oh, he never recovered from that injury when his." He, it's his probably scooter. that he probably recovered. He just uh, he was an ass. He just, yeah, he just yeah. wasn't any good. So, and I've I've got a Michigan State football one of the white leather ones for autographing. And he was about the only Chiefs player that I can think of that was from Michigan State. So that finally I can get a Chief to autograph this football. And then he sucked so much I didn't want him to autograph the football. <laughs> so I still have this, you know, my brother went to Michigan State for a okay, while. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. So he got me that one year as a Christmas present. And so I still have this perfectly white... Is that C or, or um, oh, Snow. Per, snow, Percy yeah. Snow. Okay. So I still have this perfectly white football that, uh, you know. Speaking, uh, speaking of Michigan, not Michigan State, but Michigan, <laughs> um, um, not John Harbaugh. Uh, Jim. Jim Harbaugh. Uh-huh. Supposedly uh, uh, they want him maybe in Denver. Mm-hmm. Besides, if the, uh, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Peyton. Sean Peyton. Sean Peyton doesn't work out. Yeah. Because they're trying to court him. Yeah. If Sean Payton doesn't want the job, they're looking at uh, Jim Harbaugh. White guy, white guy. Yeah. So much for the Rooney rule. But until then, they got the Rooney going, and they already had the Rooney going in there interviewing. Yeah. That's... And I guarantee you, if you talk to the enemy, he's probably like, I know one of those two guys are going to get it. Yeah. If the enemy gets it anywhere, it might be like Indian Crapolis. And there was a team that was wanting to hire him away as offensive coordinator, a lateral move. He's going to have to do that sooner or later. If he yeah. doesn't get hired, he's going to have to get away from underneath Reed's umbrella yeah. and prove he can do it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Because I think so part of the knock on him is is this right here. I think that the deal is, is um, oh, you got Mahomes and Reed. Uh-huh. Let's Anyone see you do without do that. that. Yeah. 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 So... And he's been widely criticized over some of the offense, anyhow. 
I mean, some of the plays that he came up with, like the trick plays or whatever. Uh, it's my understanding that he writes up a lot of the plays, but the the uh, organizations that go in, or, uh -huh. you know what I mean, is mm -hmm. probably up to Reed. So, so Reed picks the, uh, um, you know, the plays, but he designs, the enemy designs a lot of the plays. But the enemy's probably thinking, I designed that play not to be called in that situation. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then, of course, Mahomes can change things at the line. Oh, he that. has, and they've gotten into spats over it. I mean, yeah. it's been shown on TV. I mean, you know, Mahomes would go over there, like, yelling at him, going, you know, I told you that wasn't, you know, uh -huh. whatever. And then the famous, uh, um, what were the two-yard line in the championship game mm -hmm. of last year against the Bengals? Yep. Uh, right before halftime, and they couldn't score. Goofy trick play. Yeah, yeah, and also compared that to the Super Bowl the year before, where um, they called a timeout thinking they're going to get the ball back, and it swayed the game. But that was more Andy Reid. Yeah, and you can see the look on Brady's face, like, "Oh, you think you're going to stop me and get the ball back?" He shoved the ball right up her ass and said, uh -huh. "There you go. Hey, keep your timeout, fuckface." Uh -huh. you know, so, yeah. Anyhow, well, that will wrap up this section of. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. May, your five-year-old neighbor have all their violin lessons during all of your hangovers. Mark? I'm Topher. All right. We are going to do a little bit more podcasting today because we just don't see the reason of doing like a 50-minute one and then just doing a one-off. So we're going to make this a whole show. We're all the, all the way here in Nashville, so we might as well go ahead and do a whole show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> although we do have some places to go see, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot yeah. to see here. This is this is a nice town to explore and look at. Oh, that's an interesting thing to bring up. As long as I was uh, uh, yesterday, it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes. Um, which I want to get into that a little bit later about holidays, mm -hmm. but uh, nearby to Nashville is Memphis. It's not. It's like an hour and a half drive away. Um, the last time I was in Memphis, I actually rode the streetcar that goes past the hotel where Dr. King was assassinated. It's right oh, you there. Were, we were talking, you're telling me about this personally. Yeah, I, I found this really interesting. Go ahead. I, yeah. I mean, you're riding the streetcar and it slows down. She said, okay, look through this you know, this block to the next block down in that building, that's the hotel. And right where that big wreath is, that's where Dr. King was standing when he was shot. And I looked at it and thought, oh my God, that's like less than 100 yards away. It's right there. Isn't that something? That was a that was a good... Is was that a, hotel still open? I don't know. I think it's a museum now. It's a museum, okay. But man, that was like an emotional gut punch. Yeah, I bet it was. And, you know, it was... It, it was it was really stirring, and uh, wow. so I imagine yesterday there was probably uh, something going on there, um, but maybe that's not the place to celebrate. That's the place, you know, to, to honor him, but to the place to go him, yeah. and celebrate would probably be his birthplace or yeah. maybe the church where he, he preached or some of the sites where he gave some speeches, but I just wanted to mention that since I mentioned Nashville and I thought of Memphis, and yesterday was MLK Junior Day, so... yeah. So, and uh, speaking of Memphis, the guy that told me to go to RJ's for chicken mm -hmm. is a liar. No. <laughs> yeah. Not good. No, not good. Mm. Not good. RJ's, oh, 
it, it was soggy. I mean, I guess it could have just been old or something, the chicken they served me. But, yeah. I mean, I'm going to put them on my top ten famous liars, like maybe next to, like, some politicians or something. Yeah. Like, uh, let's see. Let's, uh, oh, you have one that you came up with earlier about the famous liars. Oh, yeah. We're talking about famous liars. Yes. Now. Yeah, it was, this is going to be, you know, not news to most people, but Hillary Clinton has been known to lie on occasion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Of course. And pander. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, you know, before you all get all upset and start defending Hillary Clinton, realize she's a politician. Of course she lies. It's part of the job. Every one of them lies. All, all, all politicians lie. You know, it's, it's, it's part of the, it's one of the tools of their trade. And to say that they don't lie is just being hopelessly naive. Yeah, the saying they don't lie is a lie. Yeah. But the things they choose to lie about, I think, shows some character and shows, you know, something about the person. Here's something that Hillary chose to lie about. It was like a Facebook post. Um, I've actually seen a reproduction of the original post. Uh, and there her, there's her address and everything, Hillary Clinton, that whatever. Um, so her post was, when I was a little girl, I wrote to NASA and told them I wanted to be an astronaut. They wrote back and said, we don't take, little, we don't take girls. And that post was supposed to be, you know, empowering the young women of today, the, you know, to not let a barrier stand in your way or to, you know, strive for whatever. But somebody did the math and showed what a liar she is. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary was born in 1947. NASA was created in 1958. So mm. there wasn't a NASA until she was already 11 years old. Yeah, you might say she was a little girl, but maybe, I don't know. America didn't have its first astronauts until 1962. <laughs> okay, now she's 15. She's not a little girl anymore. Yeah. Now she's a teenager getting ready to get her driver's license. Yeah. If she ever did write a letter to NASA, and if they ever did write back saying, we don't take, we don't take girls. But here's Hillary lying about... And, and it's so clumsy of a lie. She lied about some other stuff, too. I can't remember what it was, but they just caught her and people. I mean, because let's face it, Hillary's not a very likable person. No. And uh, and people like to call her on her bullshit. Yeah. It's like a pastime. People yeah. People go, hey, yeah. did you hear what Hillary said? Hang on, let me write it down. <laughs> and they'll go Snopes it or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like people like to catch Martha Stewart acting snobby and elitist. Yes. People like to catch George Clooney being all smug and, Ellen and is another arrogant. One. Ellen. Ellen is yeah. another one. People love to get all over Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. Whether any of this warranted or not, we don't know on a lot of these people. Yeah. But we know that Hillary is a known liar. And I don't care what politician it is. I like catching politicians in their lies. Yes. It's a very fun thing. And I enjoy <laughs> and it. It warms my heart. Yeah, it just it just struck me. It just that's what she chose to lie about. But she couldn't have picked. I mean, I know. Talk she, about not doing your homework. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, it, it is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, how did we get here? We were talking about liars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. RJ's chicken. Yeah. Horrible. Mm. Or is it LJ's? You know what I'm talking about down there, uh, right off of Beale Street. Mm-hmm. I think it's RJ's. It's RJ's. Okay, yeah, that stuff was not good. You don't oh, lie and their to potato about... salad. I don't know. They put something in there, like, I don't know, 
sage or something. There's something bitter. Yeah, it's some just, bitter it's green that, herb or yeah. something. Chicory. It ruins it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. You don't lie to people about fried chicken. That's too important. No. No. And if that's what they like around Memphis, then they're stupid. <laughs> so. But not like Nashville. Nashville is not stupid. There we go. Yeah. So. Anyhow, uh, you hear about the Seven Eleven that was having problems with vagrants. No, this is one of them. It's a, it's a lot of them. Oh yeah, I can imagine so. Well, there's an intre- um, an interesting solution that mm-hmm. a lot of them have come up with. It's playing classical and opera music out in front. <laughs> so, some Seven Eleven uh, convenience stores around the country, including in Texas and California, have started using roaring classical and opera music as a tactic to detour homeless people from camping out in front of their storefronts. Wow. So you notice it's Texas and California, good weather states. Yeah, yeah. So, true. you know, here, half of the year, no one's standing in front of our 7 It's too fucking cold. Oh, no kidding. All that cold concrete and brick. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So these fuckers are like uh, back in the dumpster or something, mm-hmm. you know, where it's a little bit cool, warmer. Yeah. So... Um, one Texas 7-Eleven owner says the goal is to detour homeless individuals from being there and harassing customers. Some customers say they're all um, they're all for the music, while others are annoyed by it. I think I would be annoyed by it. <laughs> it depends on how loud it is, but yeah, I mean, you really opera, don't need to play it all that loud. You just listen to it more than five minutes, and you're like, uh, uh, uh. yeah. If you don't like that well, kind of music, kinda, it really gets under your skin. I kind of look like look at it like this. If you were, if the music annoyed you that bad, you were there too long. Yeah. Maybe you should have got your taquito and your fucking big gulp and got the hell out of there. Yeah. yeah. You know? The only people standing around outside of convenience stores are generally either, as you say, homeless, panhandling, or they're up to no good. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine used to work at a quick trip overnights. And he said people would stand around outside pretending to be on the payphone, and they're just waiting for somebody to drive up and leave their car running and go run in the store. And then they just hop in and drive away in your car. Oh, I could believe that. And he said it, he said it happens a lot. He said people half the people come into the store and leave their car running outside. You see, I, I'm, I'm under this mindset. If you're that dumb, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. And it used to be that insurance wouldn't pay off when your car got stolen that way and the police would actually book you for accessory to car theft because oh, yeah, you that's made right. it easy. Yeah. But they realized, shit, this is getting to be 75% of everybody. We can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's that stupid. <laughs> but he also said that the hookers would come and hang out outside and solicit and he'd call the police and they'd come by and they'd run the hookers off. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> okay. it happens at quick right. trips. Uh, yeah. The store owner, Jaget Patel, says no one from the Austin Police Department has showed up, despite officials receiving multiple noise complaints from blasting classical tunes. <laughs> he doesn't know whether the actual decibel level falls within the city ordinance, but told Fox 7 that he is planning on lowering the volume. Patel says the homeless population has been a big problem, especially a lot of my female customers and my young customers are scared to come here because they are people constantly hanging out in the parking lot soliciting for money, he said. Some of them can get pretty aggressive, too. Oh, I've been around them aggressive. Uh And it sucks because they won't take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. You can't threaten them because the deal is is they're already unstable. And you don't know if you say, hey, get away from me or else. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they might have a, have a hatchet or something and just yep. start attacking you. 
and the ones that are you know dirty and stink they will use <clears throat> they will use that to pressure you they'll get real close they yeah, know they, they know stink yeah they don't want to they, uh-huh. they know you don't want them close to you and their diseases especially uh-huh. covid yeah so they'll get real close and breathe on you maybe cough on you and all the pressure is like give me money and i'll go away so yeah. these aren't just, you know, oh, this poor guy's down on his luck. No, these are people who are aggressively panhandling and using every dirty trick in the book. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. there's a big difference. Yeah. He says he's had to pay a professional cleanup needles. Others who work nearby say they've been attacked by homeless people. Mm-hmm. I have to carry this big old knife with me just to defend myself. It's sad that you have to do that, Joe Miranda said, who works nearby, he told Fox 7. Patel said he started playing the music about 10 days ago and got the idea from other store owners around the country began doing the same thing. Studies have shown that the classical music is annoying, opera is annoying, and I'm assuming that they are correct because it's working, he said. Mm -hmm. Since Patel and other businesses nearby began playing classical and opera music, they've noticed a difference. Now, since they've had this music going on, we have less traffic uh, down uh, with the homeless out here, uh, Miranda told Fox Seven, and I don't know why it was worded like that, but that's the way it was in the uh, in the article that I downloaded. The press release. Yeah, the press release. <laughs> Miranda says he thinks that it's the right solution. It's helping out. It's not annoying to us because it doesn't bother us, but it bothers probably them because they're doing drugs. He said. Others disagree, calling the music obnoxious while shopping and filling up the tank with gas. I believe just talk to them and ask them not to hang around or not to live to live around, whatever. I think that's the best solution, Frederick <laughs> Carter says. Frederick <laughs> Carter is a fucking idiot. If you just ask nicely, then stop. <laughs> <laughs> now, Frederick Carter says moron. he started, he said he's going to go uh, to a nearby 7-Eleven store that doesn't... Uh, be playing music, and I hope a bumless fucking cuts him. Mm. I hope he's out there. That guy's probably got a shelf music. full of participation trophies. Yes, he does. If you just ask them nicely, I'm sure they'll go. No, they're going to go. They're going to stay there or go to somewhere else where they'll do the exact same. thing. I hope he goes at 7-Eleven that does not play the classical music, and mm-hmm. first thing that happens is a bum pisses on him when he's getting out of the car. Yep. Just walks over and just starts pissing all over yep. him on his face and his mouth mm-hmm. and his ears. <laughs> and you know when he's when he's when he's outside in his yard and the mosquitoes are biting him. Why doesn't he just ask the mosquitoes to not bite him and go somewhere else? I'm sure yeah, they'll do yeah, it. They will. Hey, hey, listen, mosquitoes, <laughs> listen. Let's come up with a little. Let's just figure a little thing yeah. out here, okay? You guys go that way. I go this way. And he should thank you in advance. He shouldn't ever wear sunblock. He'll just you know have a talk with the sun and ask yeah. it not to send the UV rays down <laughs> please, on his skin. Please don't burn me. What a freaking what moron. How does someone who actually thinks that way manage to live this long? I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. You know, it, it, I'm going to walk in front of this car. I'm going to ask the car politely to go the other way. <laughs> Please don't hit me. Go to the... Uh, boom. It's the, it's the same kind of people that, you know, when you're sad, they come and say, well... Just snap out of it. Just just be happy. Just think yeah. about all the good things yeah. you have. Oh, I hear you're depressed. Well, yeah. just get happy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never thought of that. Thank you, <laughs> Wizzo Button. And pers- and oh I feel like God. saying, okay, just don't be claustrophobic. Just <laughs> just don't be scared of spiders. Just don't be afraid of clowns. Yeah. <laughs> just 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 don't be afraid of heights. Just yeah. don't be. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go get a dirty needle and shoot it into your arm. Don't be afraid of AIDS. Yeah, just tell the AIDS to go away and leave you alone. Yeah, you don't bother me, AIDS. Yep. <laughs> so, Frederick Carter, dumbass. All this is parody, and you're also on on this article. So, mm-hmm. Frederick Carter, if you hear this, eat a bowl of shit loops. <laughs> the music is not very good, he said. It's loud. It's obnoxious to me. I don't like it. You can hear it a long ways off. It's very disturbing for his little sensitive ears. Oh, so he's waving his tiny little fist. Yes, he and he'll say my or do anything ears, to get his way. My little ears hurt. Will you please stop? <laughs> so he doesn't even care whether his suggestion works or is realistic. It's just whatever works for him because yeah, he yeah. wants the music off because of the way it's affecting him. This, and that's the only thing that's important to him. This is the kind of guy that whenever a real fight breaks out at a bar, you step over him to get to the real fight. Yes. It's like, hey, hey, uh, hey, here. I'm just going to step over you because you're not smart enough to get out of my way. It's like Josh Allen in the Miami game starting that fight and then walking away while everybody else gets penalized. I know. <laughs> Josh Allen's a little bitch. Oh, uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> you stop hitting me so hard. That was wrong. You you admit it was wrong. And this part isn't parody. Josh Allen's a little bitch. He is. <laughs> he showed you, his little bitch fellas, right there. You fellas are hitting awfully hard today. Awfully hard. Come on now. Let's reel it in for a big hug, guys. Come on. You didn't hit me this hard in the rehearsal. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Then NFL already talked to you about that. (laughs) You fellas need to calm it down a bit. You take it down a couple of notches. (laughs) You know, I was wondering the other day. I'm telling Roger Goodell. I was wondering the other day, is there anything that Tom Brady could do during the game oh, to get himself kicked I, I out also of the game. Have, I also have a question about Tom Brady in a, in a little bit. Anything he could do, he could sacrifice a baby in on the 50-yard line and people would cheer him. He'd probably still be allowed to continue playing. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he could sucker punch someone and then kick him in the balls and they'd throw a 15-yard penalty, but they wouldn't throw him out of the game. No. I think it's already been told to everybody in advance, Tom Brady's untouchable. You never penalize him directly. You never throw he's, him out of the game. He's, he's one guy who scream the N-word for five minutes straight yeah. and nothing be said about it. Oh, he was upset. Leave him alone. Yeah. He just lost his dog right before the game. I think the only thing that could discredit Tom Brady would be child pornography. Because nobody ever comes back from that. Yeah, you're right. Except Jared from Subway. When he gets out, he's going to work his way back. (laughs) (laughs) That fat lump of shit. Isn't that funny? You can kill people. You can run over a nun. You can even... Who ran over a nun? I forgot. I don't know. I'm just just saying Oh, okay. I thought a famous person did. You can kill a spouse. Uh, You can neglect your children. You can screw whores. You know, just all... And everybody's ready to say, oh, well, he really means his Speaking of killing a spouse. He's he's really sorry. But child pornography? Nah, you can't come back from that ever. No. I I gotta look up the story, but this just reminds me of it because we're doing a podcast, but... There's this radio show host out of Columbia, Missouri, mm-hmm. or was it a new show host, that poisoned their spouse with uh, uh, with um, antifreeze. Wow. Yeah, let me look at it. And that's not hard to do because antifreeze actually has a fairly sweet taste, which yeah. is why dogs tend to lick I think it, it out was of people's her driveways. And she did it to him, mm. but I'll find out here. Um, let's see, ethylene glycol. 
media person poisons their spouse with antifreeze. And apparently antifreeze... Oh, there's one in Massachusetts, too. Antifreeze mixes well with uh, um, some of the sweeter alcohols. They oh, here it say is. It makes a good mojito if you want to poison somebody with antifreeze mojitos. This is NBC News talk uh, radio talk show host charged in wife's murder. Okay, so radio it was a talk show host. Yeah, okay. it was out of Columbia, Missouri. Hang on, uh, and this is what I thought it was. This is what I, I was looking know. at. A Missouri radio talk show host was arrested on murder charges Monday for allegedly poisoning his wife by spiking her Gatorade with a chemical found in antifreeze. Prosecutors say James Cohen. 31 began poisoning his wife when the couple moved to Massachusetts. Oh, it is the same one in Massachusetts. He was a Missouri oh, talk show host. Okay. Okay. In January 2004, after he lied to her about being accepted to Harvard Business School, Keown was arrested at the radio station where he worked in Jefferson City, not Columbia, Missouri. He later made a court appearance via video and said he would not fight efforts to return him to Massachusetts. <laughs> Middlesex District Attorney Martha Coakley said the motive for uh, for the killing may have been financial. The couple was broke, and Julie Killing, 31, had $250,000 life insurance policy. Her husband was never able to collect it because the death came under investigation. In May of 2004, Julie Killing, a registered nurse, began to experience nausea, vomiting, and dizziness and developed a rash on her leg. On August 20, 2004, she was admitted to a hospital or tests shown her kidneys were damaged. She was released several days later when her parents visited her on August 26. She was feeling better. On September 3rd, Kiln was uh, told friends she was doing pretty well but thought she might need a kidney transplant, Coakley said. Yikes. The next night, she was brought back to the hospital where she s- slipped into a coma. She was pronounced dead four days later. I wonder if he gave her another dose? Or... That's what I'm thinking. I, I Maybe it'll tell it. Maybe the kidney damage took her down. I don't know. It... I, if I remember correctly, he gave her another dose to uh, finish her off. That's Yeah, and uh, that's probably one of the ways they caught him. Yeah, uh, I think so. A preliminary autopsy the following day showed she had ingested a lethal dose of ethylene glycol, which you forementioned, yeah. uh, about 8 to 10 hours before she was admitted to the hospital. So that was the final dose. Mm-hmm. But it took another year of toxicological uh, testing and uh, investigation before prosecutors had the proof they needed to bring charges against James Kuhn, Coakley said. In the meantime, he moved back to Missouri where he covered the capital for uh, Jefferson City radio station, KLIK, Click, and hosted the Party Line talk show. Kuhn had told fellow reporters that his wife had died, but he did not say how. He was known around the capital as a friendly, hardworking reporter. It's devastating for us, said Scott Boltz, marketing manager for Cumulus, or also known in the radio industry as Cumless. If <laughs> <laughs> they were known as Cumless, because oh, they awesome. did all those layoffs and they start calling them Cumless. <laughs> for Cumless Media, which owns Click, it was just devastating for our staffers and the community at large. He showed up for work every day. He worked hard. Shauna Cohen, 21, said at her brother's hearing in Jefferson City that he was innocent. The truth will come out, she said. We will hope for the best, and I believe in him. Well, yeah. She has to say that. Lawyer lawyer told her to go out and say that. That's why the piece of shit's rotting in jail right now. Mm. So, anyhow. See, ethylene glycol, I think when your body metabolizes it, it turns into methanol. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, I got ethylene glycol poisoning when my car cracked its heater core. Oh. And the antifreeze was getting aerosolized with the air coming in through the heating vents. Uh-huh. And I got headaches, really sore throat, stomach troubles, and, uh... I got uh, diagnosed pretty quickly, and they just said, well, it'll clear out on its own. Oh, wow. Um, a severe dose, if you are administered uh, just regular booze, it goes in and it binds with the ethylene glycol and takes it out of your system. So mm. if you do accidentally get ethylene glycol poisoning, drink a bunch of booze. And it, uh, do you think this woman could have been saved if she drank a bunch of booze? Yeah, I mean, when the, when she first started feeling sick, you know, shortly after that first dose, if she'd gone on a bender, then her body would have been able to purge all that stuff. Oh, wow. So, that's I think that's how they treat you in the hospitals. They just hook you to IV alcohol, <laughs> and you get, you know, sit there. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, you get really hammered while your body clear, clears itself out. <laughs> but uh, the same thing works for, like, copier toner, because kids used to try to huff that oh, or drink yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yep. Yeah. Kids listen to me. Well, now it's Tide Pods, but those aren't yes. delicious. Oh, mm. <laughs> yeah, especially the pumpkin spice ones. Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Well, and then the peppermint right after the pumpkin spice. Yes. And then, you know, coming up for Valentine's Day, are they going to be pink and red? Yes. Oh, you know, they already got them out. They already have their section at Walmart. Yeah. Pink and red coffee, uh, uh, Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost said coffee pods. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So ethylene glycol poisoning, but man... You know, part of him probably thought I should just disappear because they're going to figure this out eventually. But you can't just disappear and start over when you're trying to be a media personality. <laughs> yeah, doesn't work too well. No, it's all about getting your name known and being recognized. <laughs> so he's like, shit, I just got to stay here and do this until they finally figure out I killed her. The sound I make when he got caught for some reason in my head is gurf. Yeah. Gurf. <laughs> Like, uh, we're here to see you, Mr. Keown. Uh, yeah. Gurf. <laughs> right now, in prison, he's going, Gurf. <laughs> so how you doing, Mr. Keown? You want your bologna? Gurf. Gurf. <laughs> yes, I know it's bologna. I call it bologna. Yes. <laughs> you, want your bolo- you want your bologna, Sammy? With no mayo? Gurf. Gurf. <laughs> so anyhow to wrap up what i was doing before i got sidetracked with that and i don't even know how the fuck i got sidetracked with that but who cares? i derailed you uh, okay anyhow thank you it's a very good article <laughs> yeah and i've forgotten I, I didn't know it was i didn't know the trial was actually in massachusetts mm. i knew that he was a talk show host i thought columbia but it's jefferson yeah. city and anyhow i have a th- I'm, I'm guessing that he chose not to fight extradition because uh, Massachusetts no longer has the death penalty. That is why. And Missouri, yeah, he, Missouri could get the, does. he could get... Yeah, so he's like, fine, I'll go there. Yeah. So you want to be tried in a state without the death penalty. Never know, that could have been his whole plot, too, to go there. Yeah. Looked up who doesn't do death penalty or yeah. something. And then that's where he came up with the Harvard bullshit. He didn't get accepted into Harvard. He yeah. said he did. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, the owner of a California 7-Eleven, Suki Sadu, uh, told the Modesto Bee that he began playing opera and classical music last year in an effort to drive out panhandlers and other loiters from the convenience store, and it has worked to a T. 
rarely does he see anyone out there anymore except people hurrying in to buy something and hurrying out <laughs> yeah. to leave. So, yeah, I think he can afford to turn the volume down now a little bit. Yeah, just probably. To the point where it's not going to really oh, bug this, you. That guy was in Austin that wouldn't turn the volume down. This hey there, boys and girls. This is Mark. This is Mark's thought of the day. I just, I just found, found out my phone, phone really is smart. As a matter of fact, my phone is a genius. I got, I got to going through, through, I was running out of space, and I got to going through my phone, and I had to empty all the trash. So I looked through my trash, and in my trash, my phone automatically took all of Mayor Quentin Lucas's tweets and threw them straight in the trash without me looking at them. That is a brilliant fucking phone. My phone is a fucking genius. That's it, Mark's Corner. That's beautiful. We love it here. So Google image the filthy bean, uh, and you'll get to see a lot of pictures of this beautiful place. It's awesome. Uh, there's bananas in the back over there. We could swear there's a gecko or something running around here. Yeah, we I wouldn't be surprised. We just see it in but we can't ever catch it like full force. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> we think there's a gecko or something running around here, but anyhow. Selling insurance, no doubt. Yeah. Now, I did talk to Rick. He cannot outwardly... Um, Root for the Chiefs because of the Titans. I understand yeah. that. I understand it, but he said that he wouldn't be like uh, he wouldn't be angry if the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl and or won it. That's awful nice. But but he can't like outwardly uh, root for them. So I get it. I get it. I'm still gonna I don't know send him like a Chiefs poster or something. I think we should. Yeah, I think so. Or just bring yeah. it down next time we're here. Because he's already talking about the next time we come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is awesome. We've got ourselves a little home away from home. Now we do. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, the Filthy Bean, great coffee, great place. The World Market, just right down from the Tennessee, Tennessee New State Museum. Mm-hmm. The Nashville Sound, I think, is the name of their minor league team right over there. Makes sense. The Parthenian uh, replica, of course. And then the huge city park that's all around here that the damn scooters don't like to work on. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. everywhere. Those poor scooters oh, are just... Oh, shit. Those it things, was fun while it lasted, You get it? down the hill from downtown, which we did, and all of a sudden, nothing. So, anyhow. And you're pushing it back, or you just dump it there and yeah. walk back. Yeah. So, anyhow, yeah, we, we came up with this great idea, even though it is a little chilly. It's not horrible, though. It's nice, but... Um, we, we came here, we dropped off all our equipment, and uh, we come back from the hotel on scooters, and, oh, about halfway down the hill, we both had to walk the rest of the way. Yeah. But good thing we didn't bring our equipment with us on the scooters, which we're afraid to do. <laughs> yeah. So, anyhow, I would have called an Uber. It was like, damn it, pick me up and take me back up yeah. the hill. <laughs> um, there's one more thing on the NFL docket that I forgot to get to. Oh, yeah. That... Um, I guess I'm just going to go ahead and do right now, and we're going to kind of cross-pollinate all of these segments, I guess. So uh, my question is, would you hire Tom Brady? And this is if you're in Indianapolis, if you were uh, in Minnesota, um, if you're... uh, San uh, Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Where else have I heard? Miami. You mentioned Miami. Yeah, Miami. Um... I would say no. I, I I know he's got some something left in the tank to use that expression, but I would rather go with developing who I have than reaching for a guy who's got one year left in him 
and is as fragile as he probably is at this point, you could lose him mid-season and then your investment's worth nothing. For the amount of money and the amount of resources you'd have to put into it, yeah, I would 100% agree. Yeah, I, I don't see him being worth it at this point. I don't either. And also, the... Uh, the shine is worn off on him. Mm-hmm. The people who used to love him even aren't so crazy about him anymore. Even Tampa Bay is kind of like, they kind of like, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of ready for somebody who's going to be, you know, someone they can get excited about again. Yeah. Like, where's our young, hot quarterback? Yeah, they we need got to find their Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they need to find their uh, Josh Allen or their uh, Joey Burrow or somebody. Mm-hmm. They need to find these people for themselves and not rely on this old man that has an attitude towards the rest of the team. Yep. He was the one griping about the fact they let the players pick their own numbers. Yeah. No. Well, that's not fair, because now i got to memorize all well, he gets numbers. To pick, he gets to pick which penalty he wants thrown on the next team. So yeah. Fucking, yeah, I mean, even though I hate the Cowboys, I'm glad he's out of the playoff contention this year. I'm glad he fell flat on his face. He didn't, des- he didn't deserve to be there in the first place with a losing record. Yeah. I'm sorry. If there's a losing record on any division, they need to scrub that whole division and then pick the next, the next best record. Yeah, I Unless agree with that. Unless it's equal, the next best record is equal to the team that won the division. No. It, if, if uh, like, this year's like 8-9, and right? Uh-huh. Uh, Tampa Bay got in 8-9, and I believe, right? Mm-hmm. You scrub that. Because there's another team that was like nine and uh, nine and eight or, or something ten like and that. seven or ten and yeah. seven, yeah, yeah. Just make it a rule, you know. If if you have a losing record, you don't get in the playoffs no matter what. Okay, you, you can still win your division. You know that still counts with a losing record. If the rest of the teams, you're still a division winner, but you can't get in the playoffs unless you have a winning record. Mm-hmm. And they take the top what seven teams? Yeah. And if there aren't seven teams with winning Isn't records, that what they do in basketball now? Then you just have bye weeks. Yeah. But the problem okay. with that is they'd rather have a game than no game. That's the problem. They're not going to do without yeah. an extra game. So yeah. That money. That's that's the stumbling block right there is they will put two dead horses on the field and have them flog each other rather than just skip it and give you you know a better matchup next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I I, I couldn't be with you more on that. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm also glad that Tom Brady's out of the playoffs, so we can stop talking about him. And uh, it's also satisfying that he didn't go out in some heroic blaze of glory. Exactly. He went out in a really poor, thud. mediocre thud. Yeah. And there's there's nothing to celebrate about this last outing of his. So that would be uh, incentive for him to keep going. I, I could see Tom Brady, here, here's my, my advice, if, if I were working for Tom Brady to help re-polish his image and rehabilitate him, I'd say go somewhere to play one more year, but make it somewhere where you can buy part of the team. Yeah. And then commit to being a big part of that community for the rest of your life. Kind of like John Elway did. Uh-huh. John Elway owns part of the team, and uh-huh. he's, is he still a general manager, or did he step down for that and become, like, a different top I think official? he's got a different title now. Yeah, I don't think he's GM yeah. anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, after, he picked too many shitty quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> Drew yeah, Locke. And, Drew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all the way from Tim Tebow on, I think. Yeah. Tim Tebow, like, the first one he picked. Uh-huh. 
that boy Oster Ostoverly or whatever. Oh he yeah. He hit on Peyton Manning. Yeah. And then everything else pretty much thudded. Yeah. Um, you could call Tim Tebow one year kind of a success because they did make it to the playoffs. And they did win one game uh-huh. with that one miracle long pass. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as far as landing spots where he could like do ownership and be a member of the community, San Francisco. Michael one. Jordan's another one. He could do it that. in New England. Yep. Um, but I don't really see anywhere else where he could just like move in and be an instant part of the community. No, me other either. than those two spots. I Not, agree. I could see Mahomes eventually retiring and buying part of the Chiefs. And oh, staying easily, here. yes. And the city would I love that. I think Mahomes is a lifer here. Yeah, he is loved, and he loves the city. Yeah, he's endeared it and just been a part of it and been such a good compliment. I mean, yeah. So. I mean, how awesome would it be for Kel uh, for uh, Mahomes and Kelsey to start a uh, financial group that lets retired players by ownership oh that would be excellent in yeah. teams you know I tiny amounts i love that idea i love but, that you idea. know how, how awesome would that be just have the have the teams set aside like you know 15 percent of the ownership of their club to be able to be purchased by former players and let yeah. them invest their money in the club wouldn't that be awesome that would be awesome yeah. i like that idea a lot that means the owners have to share their money. Oh, they, yeah. Uh-oh. They, uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> there's the problem. Yeah, there's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but for players like Mahomes, that'd be a way to keep them in town and keep people loving on the Chiefs, keep buying merchandise, season tickets. I can tickets. see Mahomes and Kelsey both doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, this coffee drink is excellent. Yeah, and, this... and uh, I know. They do such a great job here. Yeah. And look, they're doing a pour-over this is like one of the very few coffee places that can do the pour over, uh-huh. which is just coffee. The most you put in a pour over is maybe some simple syrup. That's it. Because you're drinking it because you actually like the coffee taste, which I do love a good pour over. Yeah. A pour over is done with warm water, not hot water, and it doesn't taste as bitter. And they do it with a cloth. It's really, it's really cool. It's a slow method. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a French press, kind of, anyhow, but it's done with your hands. But um, they'll do that, and they'll also do your foo-foo drink. Yeah. So they're like a really serious, snobby coffee shop that meets a Starbucks. I mean, they have everything here. Mm-hmm. And the merch is out of control, man. They have a whole room to merch here. Yeah. They have everything. He's, Key he's chains, smart. coffee, uh, uh, coffee mugs. Uh, everything. Yep. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm gonna buy that set of pencils. <laughs> pencils. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. Engraved <laughs> pencils. Filthy Bean. He said that that's actually one of their best sellers. Weird. Who yeah. buys pencils anymore? Me. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. No, no. He said it's one of his best sellers. So, cool. The only reason I'm buying the pencils because I like them, but I also use them. Because I'm getting ready to do a little bit of carpentry on the house, so, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Because we can't find anyone worth the fuck to do it. <laughs> yeah, some of the service trades, man, It's there's just mm. such a shortage of people I'll tell you to what. do those jobs. I mean, a shortage of skilled and qualified people yeah. who would actually do work that you'd want to have. I've got a couple of reviews to write, and I can't <laughs> wait to fucking write them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can mention the name or not on here. 
Probably not. Probably not. No. Yeah. They'll yeah. probably come and set fire to your house. Yeah. That's all right. They'll be on Google. Like I told them <laughs> last night when they informed me of some certain shit, I said, that's fine. Be ready for your Google review. Yeah. <laughs> and then at this point, if they come back and offer me money back, I won't take it. Mm. The Google review will stay. Because I bowed before they offered me money back or, you know, or whatever yeah. my demands were. Okay, we'll do it. And I was like, okay, you do that and I'll go ahead and, like, one of them was where I bought my uh, car from. Yeah. You know, um, the next, um, three days later, my car won't start, battery's dead. So I know what they did. You know, they put a shitty battery in it. Yeah. So um, I had to go back down there to uh, get my free oil change. And anyhow, I said, hey, I, I had to have the battery jump started. Battery's dead. I bought it three days ago. I'd appreciate it if you guys knew, put a new battery in it. So then they sent word to my salesman, and I heard him on the phone, no, we don't do that. He has to buy a new battery. So I said, okay. No problem. <laughs> All right, hey, thanks a lot. Yep, okay. So I got my new battery and, I, and my, oil, my free oil change, and I left. And uh, but while I was there, I did the review online <laughs> while I was sitting there using their Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's pretty good. So the following Monday, <laughs> it was I don't know early in the morning. I get a phone call, and I'm like, huh, that's a local number. Answer, hey, Mark, I was just calling you from Dododo Ford. Okay, and this is a Jeep I bought from a Ford place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're calling about your review on Google. Yeah. What would it take to get you to take it down? <laughs> My fucking battery. Yeah. And then they, and then all of a sudden, the guy that I bought it from... He he uh, he calls up. Man, I didn't know that was you. I'm so sorry. I thought they were talking about something else. I was divided. I was talking to someone else, and I yeah. and I, and I ended up telling him. Total lie. <laughs> I, I I don't care, dude. Are you gonna give me a new battery? Yeah. yeah. Will you take that down? If you give me a new battery, I'll take it down. Okay. All right. Could you go ahead and please take it down? Okay, and then you can come get your battery. Took it down. Went and got my free battery. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyhow, so yesterday. Um, the plumber, who was already like a month and a half late, and he couldn't put anything in right anyhow, he um, he told me, he said, "Hey, we're going to uh, switch, uh, we're going to switch your plumbing around to the stool being over here and the vanity being over here." Well, he gave me some uh, measurements for the vanity, and it was too long. There wasn't any clearance between the stool and the vanity, so we had to have all the plumbing in the wall moved over oh, so you could walk between there. And this was on his suggestion, which he charged me quite handsomely for. Oh, my God. And then I couldn't get him to come over for nothing because I paid him in advance because he was supposed to get it all done that day. I had to go to work, and I come back, and my wife informed me that he said he couldn't find a part that he needed and that he would be back in two days. Oh, God. So he was gone for over a month and I shouldn't have left him a check before I left. Uh. But I felt bad because he'd been working there and I was like, well, you know, I am going to work and, you know. So, anyhow, I call him three times yesterday morning and he finally answers. And I go, hey, I go, you going to be here? You said 8 a.m. Oh, it's going to be close to 9 a.m. They start going, yeah, I ended up having to help a young man. I go, okay, goodbye, see you then. <laughs> I don't, don't even fucking want to hear listen it. to it not no. only that but once again someone else took priority Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that young man you mm. don't give a fuck about my stuff my stuff that I paid you a fucking month ago to do Yeah, 
Anyhow, he's going to get a nice little fucking review, too. Him and that fucking foundation company, both of those motherfuckers. Yeah. And while I'm saying fuck you, fuck you that place on the Blue River, too. <laughs> fucking place I used to work, fucking dickhole, dickhole, and fucking cocksuck. That place. <laughs> Anyhow, all Gee, right. I wonder what they do there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyhow, poison the environment. Mm. That's what they do there. They poison the environment with toxic metals. Fun, fun. Allegedly. Yeah, there we go. Allegedly. Calm down, people. It's a fucking joke. Okay. Anyhow. Um, I was going to talk to you about Coca-Cola. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, the great American soft drink. There have been a lot of accusations over the years. Mm, yeah, okay. I can think of a couple. Okay. Um, there's uh, the most famous one was the woke accusation, which sounds like it was true mm-hmm. about you know check your whiteness and all that stuff, and it was like all over the billboards inside and all that. But that's not what I'm talking about there oh, okay. because that's an allegedly thing. I don't know if it really happened or not, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to comment on that. And uh, so uh, Coca-Cola has been accused of sub- subliminal and phallic symbols for yeah. years now. So I'm going to get into a little bit of it right here, but not all of it. There's so many of them. I'm going to do it over a course of time. Yeah. The next one is Disney, because Disney is another corporation oh, yeah. that Disney has is... been accused of subliminal and phallic symbols, too. Not only accused, but actually caught and proven. Well, the same proven. with Coca-Cola, yes. Yeah. Coca-Cola, the same. So the one that I'm going to focus in on was a phallic symbol, and I'll show you this again so you can take a look at that. Does that look look like said? Uh, yeah, yeah, that looks, is it. Looks like exactly that. Yep. Yeah. There's no way it could be anything else. Okay, so in the mid '80s, this uh, went with a Coca-Cola bottle and uh, and uh, the caption on it: "Feel the curves." Yeah. And it's a classic Coca-Cola bottle. This is probably a little bit after the Coke Challenge and all that mm-hmm. stuff and everything. So, um, this poster was released in the mid '80s and prompted a total recall. Of all the posters, because the picture painted an ice cube at the bottom right corner. It says a woman here, but it looks like a young boy. It's definitely a child. Yes. So if it's a young woman or a boy, it looks like someone very underage um, getting ready to gobble a uh, penis, uh, actually. Yeah. And it's very apparent when you look in here. Yeah. So I mean, uh, there's a lot of detail on the penis. I mean, it's very obviously a penis, a circumcised yeah. penis. Yes. And the silhouette is definitely of a person, a young-looking person with their mouth open, ready to just hammer. Yeah, this, re- this uh, poster was released in the mid-'80s and prompted a total recall of all posters because of the picture painted in ice cubes at bottom right corner. A woman performing an an act. They say woman, but okay, whatever. The graphic artist who designed the picture put this in as a joke. (laughs) And it went through a notice until someone spotted it on the back of a Coke truck. The artist lost his job and was sued, and all promotional material had to be recalled and destroyed. A very rare and hard to get a hold of uh, released in South Australia in mid-80s. Okay. Contemporaneous news reports confirm that Coca-Cola did indeed pull an advertisement, and this was from Snopes, from the South Pacific uh, marketing area in 1995 due to some questionable imagery. Coca-Cola has dumped thousands of posters from its new advertising campaign after a graphic sexual image was found hidden in the picture. 
The poster shows a cartoon interpretation of a Coke bottle sitting in a bed of ice under the words, feel the curves. All this is from Snopes because it yeah. was countered with Snopes and it put it all together. Yeah. So this is what Snopes is saying about it, that mm-hmm. it is definitely true. But an image apparently depicting oral sex and which is only obvious by looking carefully has been painted inside one ice cube in one corner of the picture. But it's obvious. You didn't have to, like, really study it. No. It's obvious. Yeah, it jumped out at a lot of people. A $200,000 campaign was cremated, uh, was cremated, uh, created to promote uh, the introduction of a Coke's original contoured bottle shape. Thousands of posters have been distributed to hotels and bottle shops across Sydney before the mistake was discovered by Coca-Cola management. Mistake? No. It wasn't a mistake. Mm-hmm. It was It was deliberate, and I wonder how many people in Coca-Cola actually knew about it. It only became a mistake when it was discovered and they got flack for it. Then yeah. it became, oh, gee, this was, up until that point, the artist had done what he was told. And they got their fall guy, too. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was definitely the patsy in this. Yeah, so... To say that he, you know, oh, was put in as a joke, that's bullshit. Uh, no, yeah. I, this is this qualifies for an I call bullshit. Oh, you know what? <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay, let's do our little runoff. I call bullshit is coming up. Oh no, it looks like someone's on their high horse again. It's another episode of I Call Bullshit. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Actual introduction. <laughs> Uh, okay, it wasn't until retailers complained that red-faced executives withdrew thousands of glossy posters that contained the image of a woman in a penis, which we argue mm-hmm. whether it's a woman or not. Yeah, that looks look, like Look, if you have any questions at all, just look it up. It's on Snopes, and it's also on the Washington Post. Yeah. The Washington Post is the one that originally posted the article, and then I countered it with Snopes, and it put them all together, both articles. So I probably didn't explain that very well because I was in the middle of reading the article. So, anyhow, so, okay. It wasn't until retailers complained about the red-faced executives withdrew thousands of glossy posters that contained the the image of an alleged woman with a penis. The artwork was designed by a small graphic design firm uh, contracted by the soft drink giant to appeal to young Coke drinkers who would not have grown up with a famous bottle shape. It was initially destined for 120,000 outlets across Sydney. The company admitted it was embarrassed by the revelation of the oversight. No, it was embarrassed because it got caught. Yes. And this is why we call bullshit. Uh-huh. The president of the Australian marketing arm, Coca-Cola South Pacific, Mr. Mike Baskill, uh, said the action of the artist was quite irresponsible and not amusing. Coke Sydney-based corporation affairs manager Ian Brown said the company was a victim, which I call bullshit. <laughs> I call bullshit louder than I ever called bullshit before on that one. God. They got caught, and they pinned it all on the artist, yep. and the artist better not say a fucking word because his hush money will not arrive in his fucking safety deposit uh-huh. box. Gosh, to... They want us to believe that they just took in this artwork that this designer gave No one looked it over. No one no looked one at, saw anything yeah. at all. The reality is they studied every, studied every inch of it, approved yeah. every color. Yep. They looked at every shape of every ice cube to make sure it was the exact right. They knew every yeah. detail. So of we're it. calling bullshit, and we're absolutely right on this. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just 
that's just so unbelievable. I mean, it's like they're not even putting any effort into lying anymore. No, they're like, just throw out a statement, anything, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah, just, I guess at this point, we're at the point where a superficial, unbelievable denial is enough to get everyone to just drop it and go on. Yeah, isn't that fucked? Isn't that weird? Yeah. And, and you know what? Most people have that tunnel vision going on anyhow. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, is, I mean, people don't care. I mean, it sucks, but, you know, Coca-Cola Company tried to make your children see an image of someone get ready to go down on a dick. Mm-hmm. Subliminally, in my opinion. Your children were looking at that. Your grandchildren yeah. were looking at that. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, whether it's a woman or a male does not matter. Whether it's homo or hetero does not matter. What matters is it's a graphic sexual image on something that a child would be looking at and trying to buy or mm-hmm. get. So, they're desiring this Coca-Cola with that on it. <laughs> it's bullshit. It is. So, yeah, we call bullshit and we're right and that's it. So. I've, I've got a little ad- addition to the, since we're saying I, I call bullshit, there was a video I saw, and a photograph and some videos. It was an open house at a grade school, and moms were coming there, it's mostly moms, because dads tend to stry, stay away from that stuff. <laughs> they were there doing the open house. And they got in, work to do in the garage. There we go. Yeah. In the pictures and in the video, you showed, there was showed a, a woman holding a toddler. And the woman was holding a can of Bush Light beer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's got that bluish label, etc. Yeah. And, in, and then she gave her little daughter a drink out of that beer. Right there in the school. Oh, wow. And nobody did anything. All the people milling around, looking at her, looking at the kid, seeing this woman with a beer in a grade school, seeing this woman give beer to her little girl in a grade school, nobody did a thing. It only It's only when the video came out later mm-hmm. that people started saying, hey, wait a minute, didn't that woman just give her baby some beer? So they tracked the woman down, and she said, oh, no, that was a Pepsi. And then he zoomed in and showed it was, ab- yeah, absolutely, it was a bush light. Then she said, oh, well, I put Pepsi in the bush light can. I just like doing that. <laughs> and my little girl likes Pepsi, so I just put Pepsi in the bush light can, and that's what it was. Could be argued that the Pepsi would be worse than the fucking beer. <laughs> yeah. So, that, and that got the school off the hook, too. Oh, we didn't allow alcohol in school grounds. It was just Pepsi inside a oh, beer can. Oh, that's right. Oh. So that got the school off the hook, too. And people fucking... No, they didn't believe was, it. They no one believed it, it yeah. but it was like, eh, close enough. I don't care anymore. And they moved on. Wow. So I wonder about that poor little girl who grew up with a mom who was feeding her alcohol to get her to shut up all of her, all of her childhood. Right. Yeah. That little girl, that's that's a big hill she has to climb. That's, that's a lot to overcome. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. But that's my, like, I call bullshit. It's like, the school. Hey, bullshit. there you go. Two for one, I <laughs> yeah. call bullshits. Yeah. Wow. Um, I got another little story here, mm-hmm. if you want to go into it. Sure. Okay. A Czech Republic man earned his spot in the Guinness Book of World Records by biting 36 drink cans in a row. This We were talking about Coke and everything. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. 36 drink cans in half in one minute. 
Renee Ricker <laughs> appearing on Italy's show, show Le Show de Record, claimed that the record, um, uh, claimed the record and also a huge dentist bill. Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> Why in the fucking world God. would you bite 36 drink cans in a, for notoriety or not? I guess he thought it was going to get him laid or paid or I, something. Well, he was in the Czech Republic, so yeah, mm. who the fuck knows. Yeah. I hear that it's uh, that's a popular place for movies to be filmed because it's, it's uh, a very inexpensive country to live in. So the movie com- production companies going over there and spend like a third of what they normally do. Uh huh. So and they've got some beautiful country and scenery and cities and buildings there, but I I think that it's a fairly poor country still. I think it is too, from what I've read. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I guess biting soda cans in half is high entertainment. I guess so. You got nothing else to do. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got another little cleanup story here. Okay. All right. Um, January 13th, police in Oklahoma put their cowboy skills to the test when a loose cow was spotted wandering outside an Olive Garden restaurant. It eventually made its way inside the restaurant. <laughs> the Stillwater Police Department said officers responded alongside Stillwater Animal Welfare when a loose cow was spotted Thursday in the Olive Garden in Stillwater. So... Anyhow, rumor has it, he ordered Alfredo and he left on his own accord. <laughs> that was my take on it. So, anyhow. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Officers questioned the cow and learned that the cow had heard about never-ending soup and salad option at the Olive Garden described uh, and decided to see for itself. Police joked on a Facebook post. Not as good as mine. No. He ordered Alfredo and he said, fuck this. But and I could see. I think he went to Garabas. <laughs> I could see a cow putting away a lot of salad. I could too, actually. Yeah. You know what? Maybe they're closer to it than I was. <laughs> He's in there eating the salad and, I don't know, you know, farting or whatever cows do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. The cow was safely corralled and re- relocated to the area. The animal's origins was uncleared, so whoever lost that cow, lost that cow. Yeah. So, anyhow, so, I mean, it was obviously Italian. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. because, you know, you don't get more Italian than the Olive Garden. No, no. I always call them the Taco Bell of Italian food. <laughs> uh, yes. They really are. It's like yes. this. Olive Garden is not Italian, but who gives a fuck? It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like most of the Asian restaurants we eat, are they're American versions of Asian you dishes. You go over there and you're like, uh, what, I, I ordered the Rangoon, and they're like, yeah, yeah uh-huh. Yeah. Why isn't it fried? Why? Where's the sugar? Where's the cheese? How come it's see-through? You know, yeah. 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 Yep, that's right. Yeah. Where's all the rice that comes with it? Where's all the... You know, and they're like, no, you see those two little pieces? That's your food. Yeah. Everybody over there is a third the size. Yeah. Yep. For a reason. Well, I saw an interesting uh, news article out of Wyoming. You don't get a lot of news out of Wyoming. Oh, it might be the same one that I saw. Electric vehicles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they wanted to outlaw them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got the article right here. Do you know what you're going to say? No, you you go right ahead. I just thought I I was going to 
tie it in with the gas gas stoves being stolen. Come up with a story. We just happened to finally share a story. (laughs) (laughs) But this is, uh, I mean, recently the California said that they want to, uh, or the federal government says they want to ban gas cooktops. Yeah, the federal government is like 35 years or something, but California is like seven or something. Yeah. California is more aggressive and quicker, but anyhow. Man, you know, it's been fun watching the reactionaries lose their mind over the idea of gas cooktops going away, you know. Oh, I know. I mean, if if How the government... How am I going to heat my house if the electricity goes off? <laughs> That's what I hear. Oh, Anyhow, God. go ahead. Yes. And that heats your house? Your stove heats your house? Yeah, that's, you set uh, your house on fire. That's what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. But yeah, I... Uh, Generator's uh, the answer. These these are the same... Would have, been, would have been the same people screaming and yelling when... Uh, they learned that they can't ride their horse on the interstate. <laughs> yeah. But I've always ridden my horse on all the public roads. And, 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 I'm sorry we found better ways of transportation. It but, doesn't matter. I want everyone to suffer so I don't have to give up what makes me comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, great. So, <laughs> so anyway, we have a group of Republican lawmakers in Wyoming, and they've introduced a bill urging legislators to... to uh, phase out the sale of new electrical vehicles by the year 2035. Which is, I think, when California is going to phase out the sale of uh, gasoline vehicles. Or anything but electric. Yeah, it's 2035, not 35 years. It's 2035, sorry. So the reasoning is that electric vehicles are impractical, batteries hog precious resources, resources, and a very valid concern, they're trying to protect the oil and gas industry. Mm-hmm. You know, when we keep hearing, oh, we need to protect this industry and that industry. It's like, what about the, the industries that are in the business of making greenhouse gases? Yeah. We need to protect them, too. Yeah. But uh, he says he doesn't, you know, he's not actually serious about banning yeah, electrical after, vehicles. Yeah, after the blowback from it. Yeah. But before that, he said it and didn't say any. That was it. Uh-huh. He, you know, he's saying, okay... I'd love for this to pass, but I'm making a point, which is you're trying to force change on people. Um, yeah. I think that what happened is is uh, he was trying to pander to his base. In a way, true. Yeah. And, and also I think he was making like a, a sarcastic point is that, you know, are you doing this because you really care, or are you pandering to your California base? You know what? That's probably more right than what I was saying. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Is trying to prove a point, but it backfired because yeah. then all of a sudden, it, you know. Uh, Imagine or, this situation. You got the state of Kansas, which in most of its rural areas is very conservative. Yeah. And yeah. then in the densely except for pop- a liberal Kansas. Yes. And then in the densely they populated areas, they're a lot more liberal. Yeah. Now, imagine if the state of Kansas started passing all these ultra-liberal laws and regulations. Mm-hmm. And then you've got all these rural areas and farmers and small towns yelling and screaming. And imagine Kansas's response was, huh, if you don't like it, move out of the state. Yeah. That's kind of what California is doing. Mm-hmm. It's saying, we don't care how many of you make your living on the oil and gas industry. The liberals outnumber you. Now we're doing this and we're banning these sales and we're going to look great politically doing it. And if you don't like it, go live somewhere else. Yeah. 
is is that a fair and democratic way to run your state or your country? I don't know, but it's I don't, a, I don't it's know something either. we should talk about. It's something we should notice. Is that states are saying, if you don't like the way the majority of us think, get out. Yeah. Do we get to say that to every minority, or just the minority that you think doesn't think the right way? What minorities can you run out because they're minority, or what minorities have to be protected because they're minorities? It goes with the uh, the narrative and the script that's going on right now, and yeah. we know the narrative and the script because you can watch any news agency mm-hmm. and see what the narrative and the script is. Yeah. You can watch the White House and see what the narrative and the script is. And here's the. Here's, I'm starting to believe that everything's scripted, yeah. one way or another. Everything's scripted. Yeah, I think there's there is a lot more pre-made and predetermined for our consumption that we than we have ever realized. Oh yeah. Well, you know, when I get further into the uh, um, the subliminal commercials, mm-hmm. people are going to see a lot more of that side of what we're talking about, and along the same lines of what you said about things being scripted. Yeah. We're put in certain areas of life and put in certain different situations to come to the conclusion that they want you to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And you can look at the examples all across history. Uh, the great influx of immigrants during the uh, late 1800s and early 1900s. It wasn't because America suddenly became, you know, very open-hearted and loving and accepting. And it wasn't because people around the world just suddenly decided they wanted to go to America. Yeah. It was a media campaign Mm -hmm. because we had the Industrial Revolution and we had an enormous amount of empty space. Yeah, empty space. Well, there were people who aren't living there, but they wanted it populated with white people. Yeah. Um, So word was sent out all around the world come to america look at all this opportunity look at what you'll be given look at the stuff that's just given for free that's blah, right. blah. they needed people to come in settle the land start breeding and building up a population so we could have an army they needed people to come and work in the factories etc there wasn't anything noble or altruistic or humanitarian about that big influx of they needed immigrants. workers too. Yeah. So there's a prime example when the people in power need workers, they import some or they create a class of them by having a financial crisis. Mm-hmm. So we're getting manipulated and massaged and moved around to where they need us. Uh huh. You know, they destroy the education, the public education system, so people don't question what's going on. They just find a way to make a comfortable life within it. Yeah, and just accept what's going on and just deal with it. That's instead been going of saying, on for a long time "Yeah," now. instead of saying, "Wait, this isn't right," you know, this should change. Nobody thinks that way anymore. It's just like it's been bred well, out. Well, I'm this. making my money. I'm getting my goods. So yeah, screw it's that. It's been bred and squashed out. That's all there's to So the idea that we're being manipulated and fed Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. <laughs> oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Whew, man, that smells. 